With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Session. Report to the chat room, pin and pat a hand. 
get early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. Them lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rap tools. They're bumped by the latest trucks From 9 to 11 We do it in the dark Like we used to do it in the park For the most part From the very second that the show starts You witness it compose off Think Mozart, huh? The love received so far has been so hard There's a few dudes to run But they would do to they sharp Man, they so soft Don't be thrown off Then he's so lost Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. Go back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Radio, you are now rocking with the best. Yes, this is your host for the evening, Brother Red Pill. Soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Blue Pill. All right, want to say peace to the family first and foremost. Uh, greetings. This is your first time on Know the Ledge Radio. Guess what? Welcome home. Okay? It's good to have you. Uh, we are definitely in the building tonight on this lovely Friday night. You know, uh, right before that big, uh, the big holy day, you know what I'm saying? Christmas is on Wednesday, so I know it's a family affair. A lot of people are uh, on their breaks, so they're back home with the family. And that's a very important time, you know what I mean? You definitely have to sit back, smell the roses, um, and just give thanks for that, you know what I'm saying? For those of us who may not have family, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure that I'm speaking to the multitudes. Everybody doesn't fall under the same category. Well, we are your family, you know what I'm saying? You're on the show tonight. You're rocking with us. This is a family affair, Okay. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the circle. Ain't no squares in the circle. All right? So tonight we're going to have uh, a very powerful program. I am honored. This will be a first time one of these, uh, this will be one of those historic programs because to my opinion, I mean, from what I've known, I haven't heard these two brothers share platform before. You know what I mean? They do have a lecture coming up. But this will be the first time we'll have um, both of these brothers, these geniuses, these lights, these lights in the community, these uh, enlightened beings, Dr. Wesley Muhammad and Brother Sharif Anil Bey, they both appeared on the show on separate occasions and came through and dispensed a uh, treasure chest full of information. Tonight, this brother, 
both of these brothers uh, will be coming together to join forces to come and um, deliver some powerful, powerful, powerful information. One brother out of the Nation of Islam and the other brother out of Ali's men, um, the Moorish movement, you know what I'm saying? It's good to see our brothers display um, integrity, you know what I'm saying, unity, unified front, unification, what's the other words, you know what I mean, coalescing of the mind, things of that nature. So, family, you are definitely in for a treat. Like I said, this is, uh, you know, this, this is history. We're making it happen, you know what I'm saying? And uh, hopefully, not hopefully, not in a, in, a, in a well-wishing kind of way, but I'm sure that this is what 2014, the energy of 2014, the new fiscal year, of course, you know, we don't, we don't get caught up in the whole New Year thing because we know that our New Year begins in the beginning of the um, – beginning of spring we follow the sun cycles but the fiscal new year 2014 would definitely be a time where we're going to witness a lot of uh, unifying uh, fronts people coming together for a purpose other than you know division and things of that nature all right so that's what that is um, as I wait for my co-host to arrive I uh I'm going to the call queue and see if I might be able to just play a track, let everybody mellow out. But at the same time, I would ask family to um, go ahead and spread the word. Go on your Facebook or your Instagram or your Twitter. Let the family know that uh, we're in the building. Know the ledge is on. We're broadcasting live. You know what I'm saying? And let the family know was popping because we, you know, we do our thing, we do our promotions, but I'm sure that we don't reach everybody at the same time, you know what I'm saying? So that's the power of networks and things of that nature. Each one teach one, and we use our, um, you know, we, 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 we make use of the audience, you know what I'm saying? So let me do this. I'm going to bring some feminine energy in the building. I'm going to let Sarah rock, you know what I mean, God hop, do her thing, and bless them to bless the mic, you know what I'm saying? Uh and bless us with some with some lyrics, some God hop. Alright, this one is called Sky God of her latest release. Peace. Okay, trigger slow. I'm God in the flesh, subatomic particles, molecules and breath. 528 hertz frequency is radiating from the left region of my chest. Daughter of the death, portal open chest. Jump into oblivion when I say the words trust me, must be some kind of wonderful. To see black space and star that's right in front of you, I am barely one of you. Time traveling, rhyme patterns form another view. Fluid creation, fluid in equations, moving out of stillness, making universal statements. I am water with a vibrating aura, fly as light beam of the highest ranking order. I speak life, full moons and midnight, magic at the altar, pure music hidden right, quartz crystal, reflections of the spectrum, magnetic force field, two poles in connection, pulses of energy, bionic symmetry, the bond between universes, ionic synergy, I'm planets, dark matter, finite and infinity, first mother, back at it, the divine femininity. 
first mother, back at it, the divine femininity. Who am I? I'm God in the flesh. Subatomic particles, molecules, and breath. 528 hertz frequency is radiating from the left region of my chest. Door of the desk, portal open the chest. Jump into oblivion when I say the words trust me Must be some kind of wonderful To see black space and stardust right in front of you I am barely one of you Time traveling rhyme patterns form another view Fluid creation, fluid in equations Moving out of stillness making universal statements I am water with a vibrating aura Flag is like beam of the highest ranking order I speak life, full moons at midnight Magic at the altar, pure music hidden rights Quartz crystal, reflections of the spectrum, magnetic force field, two poles in connection, pulses of energy, bionic symmetry, the bond between universes, ionic synergy, I'm planets, dark matter, finite and infinity, first mother, back at it, the divine femininity. Indeed, yes indeed, that is from our goddess, you know what I'm saying, our very own Sarak. And um, you can find her on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, look up Cyrock, or you can find her on Facebook. She's on Facebook. She's on all of the social networks. She's on Twitter. She's on iTunes. She's on Instagram. Shout out to Soul Messiah. All right. Shout out to Soul Messiah. Shout out to Cyrock. Shout out to Star. Shout out to Narudi Sela. Shout out to Enoch, whole shout out to um, God A Bay Management. You know what I mean? The whole movement, the whole God Hop movement. We definitely see you, all right? See what y'all doing. And there's enough respect. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are doing your thing. Keep putting that bat powerful music out there. And everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Who is um, repping? You know what I'm saying? That 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 real music. You know what I'm saying? Not that not that shit hop, but that real hip hop to uplift, to challenge the status quo, to go against the grain a little bit, even if you mix the grain, you know what I mean, to enlighten, to do with the brothers and sisters who came in the so called quote unquote golden era of hip hop did. You know, I didn't really have to pick up many books when I was a little youth, you know what I'm saying, when I was a teenager, you know, uh the, the MCs were doing it for me. Rakim was teaching me, you know. Uh, Brand Nubians was dropping science. Rakim Shabazz, like those were my teachers. I was having this conversation the other night, you know, with a good friend of mine, and, you know, she was asking me about the whole history of Jack, because I, I always say, you know, I, I talk, she said I sound like a 5%er. She was asking me whether I was a five percenter before in my um in my journey, and I explained to her, you know, I was vi- I was just living vicariously through the five percenters. I wasn't a car carrier member, but if you came up in the eighties or the nineties, if you came up in the golden era of hip hop, you was definitely living vicariously through the mind of five percenter. Okay, so you were a, you were you bear you you basically were the fruit of with the five percenters with teaching on the mic and bringing forth with that information and that science, you know what I mean? Because some of the top, you know, some of the best MCs, you could talk about Rakim Allah, Big Daddy Kane, the Wu-Tang Clan, 
Um, the list goes on, you know what I'm saying? And then you had Public Enemy coming in with that Farrakhan, with that Islam, you know what I mean? And then you had other MCs repping that Dr. York knowledge when Nas was dropping stuff, the York was kicking, you know what I'm saying? The Nas was giving, he was hitting you with the 120s too and all of that. So that whole crop enlightened MCs, that golden era, they made it the golden era. The, the reason why they call it the golden era, the reason why people fawn over uh, the dexterity and the, the wealth of, of, of rhymes that those brothers and sisters were bringing, and the reason why you could still put that on in a party right now to these days, and it will still rock the crowd because they were dealing with that knowledge. They were dealing with that wisdom, that understanding. And you had a, you had a, um, you had a, a conjoining of the different schools of knowledge. No set tripping. You know what I'm saying? No set tripping. It was like a gumbo of information that brothers and sisters who were in the schools of knowledge, who were graduates of those schools of knowledge, they were bringing that, and they put that all in that pot and mixed it up. And that's where you have the golden era of hip-hop. So I'm saying that to say that, you know, in relation to that show, the show we're doing tonight, this as well will be a demonstration of when you put those energies and those schools of thought and that wisdom together and put in a pot and you mix it up, you'll have what we know as a renaissance or a golden age of consciousness. Before I go any further, though, I'm going to go ahead and open up the line for my co-host, caller from the Trey 4727-Trey. Peace. Peace, 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 man. <laughs> Pardon my lady. Hey. Look, it's been so long since I, I like, called into the show as a co-host. You know what I mean? You didn't know I was it. calling a number. No, I was calling. A, I didn't know. I didn't remember the the six three seven number. There's a six four six number that I know about. I was calling oh, that number. Cool. They like there's no shows. I'm like, what this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm on the train heated. Like, come on now. And then uh, I had went on Facebook, <laughs> and I seen the link. So. Dawned on me, I had to go on my phone, right? I'm not being that smart. I don't know if I'm suffering from that last. <laughs> so good, young Jedi. Hello? Hello? Yeah, your signal was fading a little bit. You in transition or transit? Hello? Yeah. The brother is in the town. He's in New York, so he may be moving around right now trying to make it back to the headquarters. And uh, his phone may be compromised, but I'm sure we'll get him back on the line. Brother Blue, you with us? Can you hear me? Call drop. Let's give him one moment to hit us right back. What not? But yeah, family, that's what it is, you know what I'm saying? Going back to that golden era of hip-hop, you know, and the uh, and the bars. You know, so in my humble opinion, what we're hearing coming out of the camps, the Gaha camp, you know, with Sarah doing her thing, with Nairobi doing her thing, and um, a whole slew of MCs coming forth, 
um, I met a sister in uh, at King Simon's anniversary. Her name, let me go and get her CD. She is the truth. Sister's multi-talented. She plays the violin. You know what I mean? And her, her, her balls are serious. Her balls are definitely serious. Her name is Dread Black. And Black is spelled B-L-A-Q. And the name of her album is called Ancient Youth. Let me tell you, family. Go ahead and Google her or go on YouTube. I don't know if she if she has a presence up there, but she definitely is a force to be reckoned with. Beautiful sister. And her, her, her talent is so evident. But, um, you know, hold on a minute. Go ahead and open up Blue's line. Come on, give me one second, Blue. Yeah. You with us? What's that sister be about? What are you talking about? Oh, this sister by the name of Dread Black is, she's a prodigy, yo. She's the truth. You know what I'm saying? She is the truth. Uh, if anybody in the in the chat room was at King Simon's anniversary, they could bear witness to her uh, the dexterity of her skills. She pulled the violin out. You know what I mean? She's a singer. Lauren Hill vibe. Okay. She's a, yeah. She could right. sing. She could rap. Yeah. And she could play an instrument. All right, hopefully we can get her involved in this next project that we're putting together. You know, standing back on the East Coast, be putting the finished touches, you know, sometime very early next year because still got to go to the A to, to sprinkle that sauce on it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, maybe we could get her involved. So that's going to be the word of the night for you, dexterity? Yeah, that's what I'm running with. <laughs> yeah, you run away? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah, ahead. Family. So, again, my apologies for being a little late, just a little discombobulated, discombobulated, right? I can't even mention the word right. Just, you know? Yeah, yeah. New York is just a little bit different. So I am working on reacclimating myself to the cold weather. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? Not yet. Look, it's going to be not as of yet. the first day after the solstice. Feel me? The heat is on. Yeah, that's, 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 that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm going I'm to segue into what I have to say, then I'm going to come back to that point. It only took me about five minutes into my, you know, return to New York to be reminded of... Why I was so happy to get out of New York when I initially did. And then oh, yeah. because, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, this place has become devoid of, you know, that human touch. And I forgot it's the place where Roman. Watch while women carry baby carriages by themselves up the stairs. It's the place where you could be struggling with five or six bags and somebody will run into you and tell them all, you watch yourself, son. Oh, yeah. It's a place where, you know, people smoking and blow it right in your face, you know, as if you signed up for that. They do that in L.A. too, so. 
exclusive. New York is not exclusive with that anymore. But it's the place of the individual, you know what I'm saying, where everyone is in the rat race, and it's all about the individual, individual success. You rarely see people working together, things of that nature. But they also are wonderful people in New York. And as I was sitting with one of my elders today, you know, a very wise sage, he reminded me that, you know, you have to be open and accepting of everything. Everything is great. Everything is okay, especially if you're in the business of change. First step is a level of acceptance, and then you reverse engineer from there. But if you're in, you know, you're still grappling with certain things, it's a technique. You know, we're talking about, you know, getting to a level of zen where you're able to deal with things, and you know that uh, in order to change things in the material realm, you have to be firm in the realm of mind, on the mental plane, you know. Mm-hmm. And that level of, of, of mental firmness comes with a level of stillness, and you can't be still always being agitated and easily provoked and moved by certain things that are taking place. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure that uh, tonight's guest could lend some pointers in that particular department, you know. Because that's a brother that doesn't jump at uh, every provocation that comes his way. So he has to have some level of firmness and, and mental, you know what I'm saying, um, stillness down pat in order to deal with the things that come his way. So we stand to learn some great lessons from that brother tonight. And then we yeah. have our brother Sharif, who is a Shaolin master. Martial artist, yes. Martial. And that also, right, that also requires, you know, great control of the mind. You know what I'm saying? Where you bring it to balance both flames. Indeed. So, Absolutely. And that's what you know, I look forward to learning. You know, what did Valentine say on Tuesday? And shout out to everybody joining us for that monumental show. Uh, we did get cut off early. We're in discussion um, with the brother about bringing him back, possibly, you know, to do a Q&A, just so he can yeah. feel some of the questions that the family has for him because there were a lot of people who I know personally who are on that call waiting to speak to the brother and ask him some profound paradigm shift and questions of their own. So we do want to give the family that opportunity, and we are working to see what we can do towards that. Okay? Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Indeed, that was a powerful show. Honest to everybody. It was in the building for that one. Uh, you listened to that show. You definitely were in. Uh, you know, you you just you received, man. If you had to walk away with some jewel, like you know, your treasure. The business, the business, yes. Yeah, he gave out the business. Yeah. He was going in. Rare, that was Valentine in rare form. Not to say that that's not what he does on all occasions. But I haven't, you know, I haven't heard, I haven't heard him take it from that. That's the Valentine they've been looking for. 
Let's go there. Yeah. Let's talk about it. It's all it. good. Yeah. You know That's the Valentine that they was looking for. So, you know, salute. Salute. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And again, a rest in light, rest in power to the elder Richard King. You know, made his monument to work and research. Live on. Yes, yes, indeed. Salute and to that brother. Complimented. Yes, you know, made some of our young minds pick up on the research that the brother left behind and, and carry the baton, you know, continue it. Yes, indeed. Now, the science of quote-unquote melanin is, is the future. Well, that black matter information is, is pretty much at the forefront of science right now. So there's definitely a way to honor his legacy and continue his research. So please, family, if you're not familiar with the work of Dr. Richard King, you know, feel free to uh, watch some of his clips. But more importantly, go and purchase some of his material, read those books. Okay? All right. Indeed, yes. yes, indeed. So I think we yes, have, so. yeah, we reached that mark. We had the 930 mark. I want to go ahead and definitely. Okay. Um, I just, I just, yeah, tonight. I just want to let the family know. Let's make sure I am back in New York. Yeah. Some power pieces is on deck. Got a whole new line with me. Some very profound pieces. I'm very appreciative of the opportunity to be able to present this to the family. So. You know, holler at me if you're out here. If you're going to be at the various events that are popping up, I'll see you there. If not, you can inbox me or holler at me. Seven Heaven Sea Moss is definitely on deck. So go water the business. All right? But um, Kings County on deck. You know what I'm saying? No alleged media on deck. Check this out. We'll be at the building on Sunday. And uh, we'll be in Brooklyn tomorrow as well. We have, uh, I'm going to have to get the address for the family, but we'll be participating in a sister, Brenda Brunson Bay. She has the annual um, marketplace that, uh, you know, she does, I believe it's a, a few times before Christmas season, and she does something for Kwanzaa. So we'll be there. I think I'll, uh, my mother will be in the building. Umi will be in the building as well. So we're going to have herbs yes. on deck. We're going to have women's clothes. We're going to have Kings County. We're going to have the power pieces, the jewelry on deck. And it's going to be a wonderful event. Now look forward oh, yeah, to I got some, Yeah, yeah. That yeah, sage, be I got that sage family. That sage is going to be on deck, you know. Oh, yeah, we a lot of negative of... forces in New York, but yeah, we need to bring as much shade as we can out here. It floods the whole place. You need safe blankets. You know what I'm yeah, saying? We need these days. Yeah, and them planes that they be spraying the chemtrail, they need to like fudge trail from New York. You know what I'm saying? And that'll definitely that'll definitely help out. But we got the bold leader. We got that sage family holler at us. Got the best prices on the planet. Right. Yeah, artwork. Yeah, we got some. We got some work. So uh, we'll see y'all at the National Black Theater on Sunday. Oh yeah, so sacred geometry artwork profile. 
But let's get into uh-huh. the description of the show so we could go ahead yes. and do the damn thing. All right? Let's do it. Get this thing going on. So, KTL Radio presents Islamophobia featuring Dr. Wesley Muhammad and Sharif Anail Bey. Join us tonight on Nodalesh Radio as we proudly welcome a collaboration of scholars from the Nation of Islam and Ali's men, Dr. Wesley Muhammad and Sharif Anail Bey, in anticipation of their upcoming groundbreaking lecture December 29th in Harlem, New York City yes. at the National Black Theater. Tonight's discussion, dissertation, is entitled Black Islamophobia, Why Do We Fear What Is Ours? Has Christianity Infiltrated Islam? How is Islam a black religion? Isn't a religion the root cause of black people's problems? Did Islam exist prior to Prophet Muhammad? Aren't Muhammad and Jesus fictional characters? These questions and many, many, many more will be answered tonight. So please be on hand, pins and pads on deck, because class is definitely in session. We know. Without any further ado, we are going to open up both of these brothers' lines. First line that I'm going to open up, call it from the 315-395. Peace. Peace, peace, KTL. Peace. Islam, Islam. What's going on, brothers? All right. Introduce yourself to the family real quick before we open yes. up your uh, colleagues' line. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First, I want to rise and give praise to Allah, the great God of the universe, almighty, eternal, incomprehensible, yet closer to you than your jugular vein. I want to give honors to his prophet, Noble Drali, honors to the more Science of America, honors to all the listeners on KTL Radio, Honest to the hosts and founders of KTL Radio, and honest to man when man honors man, he honors his Father God Allah. This is Brother Sharif Anayel Bay of Syracuse, New York, a proud member of the Moore Science Temple of America, and one of the founding members of Ali's Men. And I'm glad to be here, brothers. Welcome, peace. Yes, sir. Peace, brother. Hey, Luke. All right, sir, now we're going to go to our next caller. Caller from the 678 463. Peace, and welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Peace to the gods. How are you, beloved? Peace. All is well. Peace to the gods. Peace to Blue Pill, Red Pill, KTL, staff and listeners. I'm honored to be back, banging this thing out with you once again. Absolutely, brother. It's an honor to have you here. Welcome back. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Indeed. Welcome back, brother. How you feeling? How you, how you feeling? How you feeling? Uh, God, you all right? I know you were a little under the weather. Yeah, I'm, I'm recovering. I'm recovering. I, I fell ill two days ago, but uh, I, I bounced back yesterday. Yes, I was able to get mobile, get out. But you know, this Chicago hawk is wicked. Yes, uh, it's a wicked beast. <laughs> wow. So I got out. <laughs> I and, you know, I, I, I'm still tangling, but but I, I'm good. I'm good. Yes, sir. I, 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 no doubt. I, I was able to, I, I'm able to get up for the build because, you know, this 
the black Islam thing is one of the reasons for which I'm born. So the ancestors oh. not even going to let me go out like that and oh. not be up oh, to the right. task of representing tonight. So I'm good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's right. Yes, sir. Right. <laughs> Your ions will be electrified, you know what I'm saying? And um, we're going to hold you up as a collective. Uh, so uh, let's uh, go I, I, in. Appreciate, I, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, before we get into the program, what I want to do, you know, just for promotional sake, for the family that's out there, could both of you brothers let the family know um, where they can find you online, if there's an online present, and any upcoming projects that may be in the works that the family needs to know about from both of you brothers and your um, respectable uh your, your 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 organizations. Yes, sir. Go ahead, True. Go ahead first. <clears throat> well, yes, sir. Um, always got projects working until a lot takes my breath from me. Uh, I spend every moment trying to justify that moment of breath that he has given me. Oh. And I, I'm, I'm trying to always be productive, so I'm always going to be working out. Crank them out until a lot says be at peace. So I always got projects <clears throat> working and you know you know they're always gonna deal with two things. The black God and the African origin of Islam. Those are my two academic scholarly imperatives. Those are my two scholarly legacies. Everything I write in between ultimately uh the black God and that black, in his black Islam. So I got a number of piece work, pieces working. Stay tuned. Um, you, 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 you'll see them. Um, some of them I'm making available, you know, free PDF files. Oh. These academic status reports because the, the point, you know, those of us who, who are in the book industry knows you don't make any money off books. So these people who are charging crazy prices thinking you're going to be hood rich off books. Y'all some neophytes. Y'all babies in this. Stay in there a minute longer. Put one more book out. You're going to see ain't no money in this. So if you doing books for any reason, if you are writing for any reason other than the intellectual edification and spiritual advocation of the people, then you in the wrong business. So um, some of my most important material that I'm pregnant with right now and trying to get these babies up out of me, uh, I'm going to make available real soon, inshallah, free to the people because my objective is to make it common knowledge that the black man is God, that the original man is God, and that Islam is African. Islam is original. So until that's common knowledge in the community, then uh, I'm going to keep banging it out a lot willing. And so we got, I got a number of projects coming out that are going to be made available soon. 
Inshallah. Praise Allah. Praise Allah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, um, with what we're doing, I want to say, you know, again to the KTL readers, I mean listeners and everybody, you know, Ali's men, you know, like the Allah team, actually inspired in large part by the Allah team, is a brotherhood of Moorish American men or Moorish American Muslims um, that work and labor to close the ranks of the Moorish diaspora, the Moorish American diaspora, and... Um, basically work towards the uniting of the Moorish Scientists of America. So anything and everything that we're doing in the name of Ali's men, in the name of the Moorish Scientists of America, whom, the organization that we're members of, is to bring that about. And the general purpose or the overall purpose for that is to uplift fallen humanity, you know, the Negro being fallen humanity. And the uplift, you say, to, you know, to his highest plane of life with his Father God Allah. And the highest plane of life with our Father is oneness. And you, there's no such thing as oneness plus us or oneness plus me or oneness plus you. So um, I have, I mean, I'm new to the whole publication thing as far as producing, you know, written works or published works. I have one out, and I've got another bacon right now, which should be out within a month, within about 30 days. And um, this one is going to be... It's going, it's going to be very, very interesting. I'll be touching on a lot of issues from this book in my lecture on the 29th. But it's dealing with true, from our perspective, true Islam, and the pun was intended, brother, true Islam, and how true Islam is as timeless as original man himself. And, yes. and, and um, because of that and what true and pure Islam is, being that it's timeless, it transcends the rise and fall of nations. It transcends what we call linear time itself. And it manifested throughout linear time in history and human history as different manifestations. But we don't want to be like, you know, the Zen story of Zen Buddha story of the teacher pointing to the moon. We don't want to be like the dumb students that don't right. look at the moon but look at his finger instead. Right. You know. So that you know you know that book is going to be called the title of the book is Portable Illumination. Look for it. Also, Ali's men has a collaborative um, effort along with the Moorish American Religious and Cultural Center of Maryland with um, noted scholar um, Patrick Bowen. It's going to be the first. Um, to our knowledge, actually the first book published um, in academia um, on um, a, a, a chronological history of the Moorish Science Temple of America. In other words, you know, academic level, not urban myth, not legend, not any of, this other, uh, of these other things, but verifiable history. It will be available, um, inshallah, by spring 2014. Indeed, indeed. Salute. Saying, sure. Salute for all of the good works that you brothers are doing in your organizations. Um, you know, we share the same sentiments that you brothers share when it comes yes, to uh, the dissemination of information. Yes, sir. I want to say something real quick, brother man. If I if I can uh, politely interrupt you for a second. Earlier, before you brought me and the brother on, you mentioned 
you know, the brother, it, it, it struck it struck something with me, very positive and very strong. When you mentioned, uh, you know, the brother's, you know, he's a scholar. You know, Brother Wesley Muhammad is a scholar, period, point blank. And then you mentioned, you know, my field of expertise as far as martial tradition. And that was powerful to me because I teach all my students and even the children in the, in the, in the true martial science. It's a balance between what we call, the Chinese call mun and mo, which means scholarly and martial. And put very simply, put very simply, if we're just scholarly and not martial, then all we have is good ideas and we don't have the strength to carry them out and make them a reality. But if we're martial and not scholarly, then scholarly men of ill repute can use us for bad ends. So we have the ba- we have the balance, and I and I know because balance, indeed. yes, sir, and I know because of the brothers' training in the FOI, the Fruit of Islam, and I know because of my own personal training in my organization, also through martial arts, that there's a balance of the two, you know, and and so that Absolutely. enables when you have both together, you have good productivity. We can put our hand, as we say in the more side of the Temple of America, put our hand in, in, in our brother's hand or in our law's hand and all as well. Now together we can enter into the house of labor, and instead of running our mouths and pontificating, now we can produce something for the people. Yes, sir. Indeed. And that's affectionately called ma'at in, um, in, in that's other right. languages. That's right. You know, and um, that's very interesting, brother. I... Uh, I want to follow up with that statement yeah. that you were saying about entering the house of labor. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. What I'm currently working on uh, while I'm in New York, what has uh, it, almost possessed me, the passion to uh, do this research has almost possessed me because of the, uh, the state of affairs that I see when I I came back to New York in September, and the state of affairs on many fronts, on on multiple fronts, you know, it, it, it immediately smacked me in the face and opened up my eyes. My brother just got back to New York this week, the other day, so I'm 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 sure that he may be able to you know see what I see because we we you know we have the same vision, but um, the condition of the economic condition of melanated. Aboriginal, indigenous, black men in New York City in particular are at a level of crisis mode right now. Okay. Um, as a result of that, the energy in the air is one of complete separation because it's every man out for themselves now. Okay. It's reached a level to it's reached a level it's reached such a level to where it's, you you could almost you know you can't trust anybody because everybody. But those two circumstances usually always go together. I mean, uh, I'm gonna let you continue. We just want to drop that. Those those two circumstances usually always go together. The more economically depressed a community is, the more individual and dog eat dog. Yes, circumstances indeed. occur. So those wow. those two circumstances are bound together. Continue building, Lord. And. The, the the ease in which one could, you know, create discord, the ease in which one could create all kind of finger pointing, the ease in one which can influence others 
who are going through economical situations where they're hurting is so easy in this climate because everybody's looking for someone else to blame for their problems. No one is properly assessing the situation and saying the solution lies within us coming together rather than us being fragmented at the end of the day because strength lies in numbers. Especially when we're talking about economics. Now, strength lies in principles as well. Yes, indeed. That's really tricky. Yes, indeed. Well, one of the shared principles that I I did I started to do the research, and I came to a conclusion, and I said that if my brothers and sisters can't agree on this, then quite frankly, these are not my brothers and sisters. The point that I was able to conclusion that I was able to arrive and to come to is economics not economics by use of scanning or just wishing on a well, you know, wishing on a star, but rather labor. Right. Okay? And the labor that I was able to, um, through research, the kind of labor that I was able to uncover, because I didn't want to start researching what kind of labor we could get into, and these were sectors or markets that were not profitable, that were not wielding any kind of results. So... Yeah, you could turn it off. So upon my research, I came to find out that there are three major booms that are taking place in real time, not thousands of years ago, stuff that's taking place in real time inside of this New York, inside of the tri-state area. That is a construction boom. That is a technological boom. And that's a solar energy, renewable energy boom. They have renamed Harlem, USA, Harlem, New York City, Silicon Alley. No, they they no, they uh, renamed New York. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, brothers. They named New York City Silicon Alley, only second after Silicon Valley in San Francisco in terms of the kind of money that's being spent out here. The billions of dollars in investors they have successfully um, turned the financial sector because of the crash of the financial market and and with the whole Wall Street thing. They've turned into the whole technology. They, they turn all of their money now and investing in technology. So there, there are tons of startups in New York City right now. So if any brothers and sisters have any kind of technological skills, they can enter into a market where you're beginning the beginning um, the beginning rate, the beginning pay salary is in the six figures. From 11 years old all the way up to 100 years old, there's no there's no age discrimination when it comes to technology, as many people could bear witness to. They have 12-year-olds that are becoming millionaires from creating websites and apps. That's right. Okay. Then there's a construction boom. There hasn't been a level of construction taking place in New York City like this since the falling of uh, of the two Twin Towers in 9-11. So New York is back on pace with the construction. And if any of us they live in big cities, know that there's a, a, a very, um, you know, we're boxed out of that market, okay, by, <laughs> you know, Italians, Irish, and Jewish families. This, this is, this is, the, this is the, uh, some of the basis of the crime families 
they went ahead and took over the construction businesses. They weren't just taking, you know, the whole prohibition thing is what they show you, but that was the 20s and the 30s and stuff like that. They went into the league. They went into league. They, they took over stuff like, you know, you got to take your garbage out. So we control all of the garbage unions. You know, you, you got to, people, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to transport and dispose of those trash, right. Yeah, everybody needs doorknobs, so we're we're, we're going to take over the doorknob unions. Everybody needs everybody needs concrete into bills, so they control concrete. You, you dig what I'm saying? They cornered all of those markets. The Jews cornered the the, the um, educational systems and stuff like that, and Irish cornered the, the fire department and the police and stuff like that. So this is all stuff that has been taking place. But when I did the knowledge, I said, "Wow, just think about this. If our brothers." from just the schools of thought, just the schools of knowledge, because everybody likes to talk about, you know, they try to they try to compartmentalize or, or separate, you know, the brothers from the nation over there and the MSTA over there and the Hebrew Israelites over there, and they have these ideas that this is not, we're not talking about a conglomerate. We're not talking about a campus. We're not talking about different schools of thought that exist amongst one another. That's like me giving, if, if I go to Harvard, I could look at a brother from Princeton, and I could look at somebody over there <laughs> from MIT, but I see the I see the similarities because we are all of an elite class. We are the <laughs> Ivy League colleges. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, we might right. we might go to debate each other to see who's sharper, but we're part of the Ivy League. This is my these are my right. brothers. So when I looked at it, and I was like. We got brothers from the nation. We got brothers from the Zulu nation. We got brothers from the NOI. We got FOI. We got the MSTA. We got all of the different other Moorish groups. We have the Hebrew Israelites. But when I looked at all of that, I was like, we have a union, a workforce that is unrivaled because these brothers are nice with their hands, but they also geniuses. The man, we're talking about manpower. You feel what I'm saying? We're talking about manpower, builders. Builders, warriors, brothers and sisters who could utilize their hands, till the soil, and make it work like the prophet said. You know what I'm saying? Tilling the soil, making things happen. So I was like, yo, if we are to to save ourselves in these days and times in the wilderness of North America when it's clearly an economic war, regentrification is nothing but economic warfare. Don't get excited when the Caucasians put a bagel shop next to the damn crack house. That's economic warfare. They went and took grants that was it was put on the table for your people, for you. They went and took they didn't come in there with their own money. That was grants that was for the hood. They went and built a table shop. I want to jump in real quick because it, it that that what you're saying is so powerful. Um regarding regarding economics, because that's the language we all speak, you know. And um I wanna use that to segue directly right into the topic, you know, when you mentioned, for instance, you mentioned collective labor, right? That is um, 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 a currency. Labor is a currency, you know? That's a currency, collective labor and collective effort, which leads to collective benefit, which leads to mutual prosperity. But before you can have collective labor, you know, you've got – I mean, our brother's like a br- brilliant brother, Claude Anderson. Claude Anderson is an amazing Asiatic mind. But, you know, all of his mechanisms and all of his designs and all of his plans are for naught if you don't have one thing, and that's trust. 
If I can't trust my brother, if I can't trust my sister and she can't trust me and my brother can't trust me, then none of those things happen. You will not get collective labor. You will have the perpetuation of the Negro mindset that doesn't see past his own nose and everybody looking at each other glad-handed and back and smiling, but in the back of their head they're thinking every nigga for himself. You know what I mean? And so this is what we're dealing with right now. You have to have trust. And what brings trust? Love. And what's love? Unity. And what's unity? Islam itself. That's what it is. And that's what everybody's scared of. And hence, what do you have? Every Negro for himself. Everybody's scared to let their guard down and put their hand in their brother's hand. And that's what Islam is at its purest sense, plain and simple. Indeed, brother. But what it comes down to is this. And you win. And I and, and I, I I'm not one who would ever judge any man on how they choose to eat. The the most high, the angels that surround me, the God force, he put me through certain trials and tribulations to show me these things. I'm only living out a lesson and I come back to share the results of the lessons with my brothers and sisters so I can speak from first-hand knowledge and tell you what's going on with these markets. But what I can also tell you is this, that if my brothers and sisters, and there's many brothers and sisters, I'm speaking about New York in particular, but I've been to other places. I love to travel because this, this movement has become global, so it's only right as an ambassador of the movement that you move around and you take the temperature of different states different, and what's going on amongst your brethren in different states. Brother Wesley, I see you moving around. You coming out of Detroit. Now you're in the shop, wild hundreds. Then you was in the ATL in Atlanta. So you know, you know firsthand knowledge about what's going on out here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But my thing is this. Once again, family, I'm not being condescending in any way, and I'm not being accused. Uh, I'm not using any kind of accusations towards anybody because we all have to feed the family. We are men, so we all have to bring something to the table. But right. if we can't, if I, if, I, if if the conversation has never, I'm talking about you. Give me, you show me the lecture. You you tell, you show me the movement in the last ten years. You give me the teacher other than the brother Claude Anderson who has been beating the drum to get our brothers to stand up and work with each other, not working for, you understand what I'm trying, you see where I'm trying to go? Because there's a conflict of interest that has been taking place within our community for the simple fact that nobody can tell me who the hell pays you, where you get your money from, what what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about the white man is what? When are you saying all of this? During your lunch break at your job? Hang on the beach I don't believe right. you. You have a That's conflict right. of interest. You know that right. you work for that white man because you don't work for yourself. I'm in Harlem. Right. Everybody that work for themselves is on one two fifth because they got products mm. and they outside. Ain't too many of us. Right. Huh. Ain't too many of us. And you got other people that do their thing on the side, but they know that they they might be out of order. Right. But other than that, for the most part, because ain't no black businesses. I want to dispel that myth right now. Ain't no 
Ain't no, ain't no people up in no office building with some damn LLCs employing brothers and sisters. If you got to get a job, they're like, oh, no doubt, more, come and see me. Or no doubt, uh, 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 you know, no. And I'm not speak. I can't speak for all organizations. But I'm just right. saying that I'm in the streets. My boots are on the ground and my ears are to the streets. And I've been around many places and I ask questions. I inquire <laughs> within. Inquiring minds want to know. And I get answers. And, I've, and I, I'm saying that I've never really gotten that kind of answer that I'm looking for. Right. So if our brothers can't come together for the basics of putting our minds and our hands together to turn a dollar with each other, then what's going on? What, where's the level of, I can understand why there's so much discontent and people are pulling straws in this community and coming up with every single reason but to address the main reason, and that's being a man who can provide for his and hers, his own family. Everything else to me is a magic trick. You pull a hat, mad, you pull a rabbit out the hat. Look this way while I pull the trick off. Because I'm not feeling none of this. Nothing else makes sense to me. If I could comment on that, though, I've been witness to your wisdom. Mm -hmm. I want to qualify that last point with this, though. As a father who has two children, who raised my two children, and for about with whom my greatest accomplishments in life are invested, I know the urgency of family first. That's my Mm -hmm. code. It's like family first. But there's a danger in that, in today's circumstances, in today's mentality. We have to get to the point of defining nation as family. Hmm. The problem hmm. is, the, the problem in New York, well, it's a problem everywhere, but New York puts it on YouTube more than everybody else. That's real. Mm-hmm. See, I got to feed my family, right? So don't knock my hustle because. Everybody speaks the language of feeding the family. Every, all of us as men do speak the language of feeding the family. But until we get to nation first, until we get to nation, not nation over against family, but nation is the macro extension of family, and to benefit one is to benefit the other, and to hurt one is to hurt the other, until we get there. We've made no progress. See, we justify so much of what we do that is at the root of our inability to unite. Mm. We justify it on the philosophy that I got to eat, right? Mm -hmm. I got to feed my family. So don't knock my hustle. But if, if... you move in such a way, if you feel that in order to feed your family, you have to make my fam- my job of feeding my family harder, <laughs> then you're not serving the nation. That's right. Right. 
if 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 you feel that you you have to move in order to feed your family, you got to move in such a way that doesn't benefit the nation as a whole. Then you're a public enemy. Yeah, your baby got food in his stomach, but you're a public enemy. And until we get there, see, until we start thinking nation, not just in what what nationality we will put on our card or what nationality we will declare publicly, that's good. I support that. I'm not at all against that. But that must follow. Yes. A way of national a national consciousness first. Yes. No matter what you got on your car, no matter what <laughs> what name or nationality you carry on the car. There has to be a national consciousness, meaning we are thinking nation first. And so when we think nation first and so much of what's popping out of New York can never happen. I gotta say this, as an example, with recently with brother my brother, Shaka Ahmos, mm-hmm. right? No, this is my brother. And I should mm-hmm. leave this love and respect for my brother, Shaka. And the fact of the matter is, all of that drama that we just came through, mm-hmm. all of that drama that we just came through was artificial. It was right. not organic. It was not genuine. It was coached. It was, it was coached. promoted. Yes. Right? I'm telling you what yes. I know. And yes, see, so somebody is hustling, right? Yes, somebody, sir. Somebody said to him, well, look, man, in order to jump this thing off, to get this thing puffing, this is how you got to do it. Right? You got to be... Disrespect. You got to be antagonistic to your brother. See, he's trying to feed his family. Right. Right. These people out there promoting all of the BS. Yep. They're trying to feed their family, but they're feeding mm. it in a way. They're going about it in a way that's against the best interests of the nation. That's right. See, Shaka and myself, we in the same nation. That's the right. nation of Islam, the original nation, the aboriginal nation here in the West. We That's in right. the same nation. Right? So we should, our interests should always converge, because when our interests converge, then the nation's interests converge with our personal interests. You feel me? So Indeed. Indeed. The, the fact of the matter is, I'm a father. I know got to feed family. And I promise you, I'm not going to let my baby starve, right? If things get real like they have been in my life, right? <laughs> if, you know, I'm not going to let my baby starve, believe that. But Indeed. that's not what we're talking about, right? I promise you, I'm not going to sell crack cocaine to my people and kill them to feed my baby. I tell you what, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to end it. I promise you, if in order to put food, put some ramen noodles in my child's stomach, or even to put steak in my child's stomach, I have to sell death 
to a mother that will feed her baby death, then my child is as worthy of death as that child that I sent us in the womb of that That's real talk. That's national consciousness. That's right. Nothing short, anything short of that will be an exercise in facility. It'll be talking in the world. That's a fact. But I want to touch on that briefly. I mean, you said it, I mean, you you summed it up um, when you brought up, I mean, you summed it up right there perfectly. And when we, when we, until we have, and I'm speaking now. I'm speaking to the to the to the members of the Moorish scientists of America and Moorish Americans, to those that claim to be Moorish. Until we have that, because even the legal definition, Moors are always quick to talk about law. Quick to, I know the law, but a legal definition of nationality has nothing to do with paperwork or a card or anything like that. It says that quality or character that arises out of the fact that a person belongs to a nation or a state. So that means that there's a type of behavior, there's a type of way you carry yourself that bears witness to the fact that you think, that you think along the lines of, if I harm my brother or sister, I have harmed myself. If I sell this, these cracks to that mother, right. and I help to kill that child, then I might as well be killing my own, because in fact I am. Until we have that mindset, then we don't have nationality. That's the fact. Huh. We, huh. Nationality That's is an idea. Fun. Yes, sir. It's an idea at that point. It's not fact. It's an idea. Nationality is a quality or character of nationhood, and the nationhood means that, like the brother said, nation first. Nation is the grand family. It's the grand, it's the macrocosmic family. And family, Mm -hmm. our immediate family, is the microcosmic nation. And the great work of the magnum opus is to blend the two. It's right. easy, like the brother said, oh, I, I could, you know, my family. That just, makes it, that just makes it an ego family. In other words, I'm right. thinking about right. my right. family as if my family is not connected to yours. Right, right. That's crazy. Yeah. And no civilized people on the planet think that way. Right, no. So, yeah, brother, I'm in total agreement with that, you know what I'm saying? And that would be a perfect segue, you know, because this is just the warm-up, but that would definitely be a perfect segue into addressing the um, the overall topic, which is Islamophobia. <laughs> and especially the way that it has gripped black conscious community as a whole. So, so um... Can we speak on the origins of it? You know, is this a post or pre-9-11 thing? Because what I did begin to realize is when the uh, incident happened on 9-11 and um, this whole anti-Islamic sentiment began to arise in North America, at first it didn't really affect the community. Like, people were still doing what they do. And representing, you know, this was this was in the uh, the era, the the, the Farrakhan era, the Khalid era, and stuff like that. You know, that was still very prevalent. But as the years began to go by, it seemed that people began to adapt other ways of expressing themselves and begin to shun, you know, the whole Islamic principle that many of them were standing upon, or many of them came up under. 
So does anybody want to touch on when the uh, when they begin to notice the rise of this Islamophobia within our community? Well, I, I, I'll say it like this. The their fluctuations and to and to the a real extent the highs and the lows always depended on the strengths and weaknesses of the nation of Islam. I say that for this reason. Now, the great prophet Noble Juali, he introduced, he trailblazed Islam among Aboriginal people, distinct Islam, our Islam, among Aboriginal people. Here in the West, you 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 can never go back before first. Once first is first, first is first. So as great as Master Farah Muhammad and Honorable Elijah Muhammad was and are, the fact of the matter is, first is first. The trailblazer is the trailblazer, and that distinction will always go to the Prophet Noble Juali. We know that Islam was indigenized. See, this is what's important. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad indigenized Islam in America. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad made Islam a organically black thing. He made an organic, organically original thing. So you don't have to think sideways, but during the period of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, it was difficult to think of Islam outside the context of blackness. But he indigenized it among our people here. Now, because of that, and I'm not trying to be long-winded, you asked a question that that that's deep that has a history, and that history is important. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad succeeded in indigenizing Islam among the Aboriginal people here. At the same time, and, and since then, with the rise of African-centered scholarship. There was no conflict then. He, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, cited J.A. Rogers. He was a fan of J.A. Rogers. Uh-huh. There was no problem there. With Dr. Chancellor Williams' seminal work, in particular, The Destruction of Black Civilization, it would set the tone for what we're seeing today, but it never had impact because... He, even though the nation, in 1975, the nation suffered a fall, and Destruction of Black Civilization was published in 75, 76 the first time, but it had little impact. It's republication right. by Hakeem right. Mahabudi. It gave it currency right, in the early 80s, but that also coincided with the resurgence of the Nation of Islam under Mr. Farrakhan. And so still the Nation of Islam's presence 
were strong. So you had these tendencies, but they never blossomed, right? They never blossomed into the jihad that we see here. Of course, there is Khalid. And, you know, Dr. Ben and Dr. Clark would articulate some of their sentiment. Uh, but when that Brother Dr. Khalid was among us, he would check them. And so that sentiment was put in a corner. It was there, right? And with the expansion of the Afrocentric circles, that sentiment grew, but it had little force. So long as the nation was strong, that sentiment would stay in the corner, off to the side, right? And there was always competition between the nation and some Afrocentric thinkers over ownership of the right to define blackness or original people, right? Who can define, who has the right, the license to define, to self-define our people here? And when Khalid died and the nation of Islam, I'm going to keep it real, uh, we got very weak. We became churchy. We were treated in our church, and we weren't seen or heard anywhere. That was... That that was the um, get-out-of-jail-free card, if you will. And so the floodgates were open. So the sentiment that had been percolating at, at the very least since 1975-1976, and we'll find some expression, but it was always on the margin, when the nation got weak and churchified, weak in the community, then the floodgates opened. And it was open season. And so this was pre-9-11, but obviously the this of 9-11 and the global antagonism against Islam just seemed to justify uh, the black or Asiatic, local Asiatic antagonism against Islam. So they connected the Chancellor Williams sentiment but was joined with the Western sentiment, post-9-11 sentiment, and it just made it virulent in the community. But that is our fault. I say that is the nation of Islam's fault. We, black Muslims, we are responsible for the success of this jihad. We are culpable in this mess. It wow. could go nowhere. A strong nation of Islam, that, that jihad could go nowhere. It only proliferated when Khalid dies. No strong, not only was there a failure of someone strong to continue his legacy in that particular area, but our whole presence, you know, uh, what movies that said, his, his whole style is chunk. Well, there's a sense in which a whole style got chunk as it relates to the comedian. And I, 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 I'm using real words. Why do I say a, a whole style is chunk? Because you have Muslims 
nation of Islam Muslims and so-called Sunni Muslims who bring these speakers, would bring the speakers to the mosque, bring them to the mosque to speak, and they would bash Islam, and they would be they would be in the audience grinning and won't check them, afraid to check them, not qualified to check them. So we got pumped. We allowed ourselves to get pumped in the mosque. And some of these jihadists, there's Muslims in the audience clapping for them. So we are culpable. That never happens when Islam is strong. But when Islam gets weak, this is what happens. Praise Allah. I want to touch on that. I, um, I want to take a perspective I've been witness to what the brother stated, and I want to take up a perspective that's a little more broad. Islamophobia is nothing new, especially here in the West. I mean, we all know the history. You know, we can go back to colonial times. We can go back to, to you know, to the um, involuntary servitude times of our own people and how the European powers that be here on American soil, you know, did their damages to make sure that we made no contact or as little as possible to minimize or totally eliminate the exposure to Islam, as it, you know, as it brings out, it, it tends to do what? It tends to resurrect or, or reawaken those ancient circuits. That's important to understand. Right. You know, that's important to understand. So Islamophobia, <laughs> if, the sad part is that if our people today have it, they caught it like a disease. They caught it from the Europeans. And that's the scary part, and that's, that's the sad part. Right. Now, to fast forward to modern times, we see, a, I mean, it's obvious, you know, when, when, when the players in football, when the play is only a secret, but it's in the huddle. But when they run the play, it's not a secret. Everybody sees it. So right, right. now you're, we're, we're seeing a huge all-out escalation of this Islamophobia in the media, everywhere. You see it everywhere. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, people are easily led in the wrong direction, hard to be led in the right. So through, subtle, through easy, subtle suggestion that people are so gullible and their mindset is so malleable and they're so inconstant, and, you know, now you say the word, you, you show them the picture of, of, a, of an Arab with a turban, they say terrorist. You see? So what we have here is what we have. We say we, in, in, in a more science of America, we say we measure time by cycle ages, right? So what we have here in, with our people is the archetypal Jesus. You know, people want to talk about the biblical stories, plagiarized, okay, whatever. We'll deal with that later. But well, right now we're looking at the meaning of the story, how King Herod knew through his own wise men that this, that this child would be born. So what did he do? He tried to prevent the birth of the child, and that's what we're looking at. You know, this escalation and this Islamophobia, where, where would you see it? With the European? No, you'd see it right where the child is to be born. Right in Harlem, New York City, right in Chicago, Illinois, right in Detroit, Michigan. That's where you're going to see it. You're going to see that because it's preparation for the prevention and the suppression of the rebirth of true Islam. Because true Islam is the, is, is the, is the catalyst for the birth of our people because it's going to come, as prophesied, through our people and going back to the, to, to the topic of collective labor and collective benefit, nationhood, that is the catalyst for nationhood. It's, that, that's what it is. 
The European knows that. Now it's sad, you know, sad to say, you know, he's projected or injected the, um, the anti-Islam vaccination. Where? <laughs> In the conscious community. How crazy is that? But but let let's keep it real. All right. We we talked about this anti Islam virus, this sentiment, this jihad. Mm. Yes. Let's keep it real. We're on the last days of that. Right. Yes, sir. We look, mission accomplished. Right. <laughs> Today in two thousand thirteen. It's not 2007. Mm. It's not 2006, 2005. So not you still don't hear it, but you don't hear it like you used to. That's right. Some of those who were champions of it, you don't hear them on that tip anymore. See, you got newbies. Right? Mm. You hear that from newbies today. Upstarts, folks trying to get a position. Right? And... The methodology that's being taught, the hustle is attack Islam, attack Farrakhan, right? If you want to get it in, if you want to come up in this cipher, you're told attack Islam and attack Farrakhan. So the sentiment today is expressed by newbies, new jacks, who are for position. But those who in the past were really... Uh, the advocates, they not banging like that no more. Right. There's a reason because we banging back, right? Right. And we banging right. back successfully. Now, at the end of the day, you know, not that there's always a place for disagreement and intellectual scholarly difference, and yeah. I don't ever desire to see that. Leasing. Right. But as I said to Brother Shaka, see, it's about collaborative scholarship, not right. battle scholarship. The worst thing to come up is this idea of battle scholarship. No, yes. we got to put that to rest. What the people are going to witness on the 29th in New York is collaborative scholarship between Allah. myself and the Allah team and Brother Sharif of our least men, collaborative scholarship. We can disagree, and right. we are going to introduce a format whereby we can have scholarly disagreement in a That's way right. that respects scholarship. Yes. So I don't, I'm not fighting for the day where no one would have anything, any criticisms of Islam, I will be fighting a losing fight for one reason or another. There might be criticisms, even academic deconstructions, yes. academic scholarly questions. All of those are good and proper. I don't do what I do to see the end of that. But what will end and what in great measure has ended, except for the new jacks, <laughs> is this 
ideological jihad against Islam on false premises. The jihad was based on ideological premises, pillars. Now, I outline that there are certain positions that undergirded the jihad. So to ask the jihadists, they want jihad and just the jihad, they, they, they had their talking points. You know, Islam is, is you know, a white Arab religion, and, and we, we traded um, the white slave, white Christian slave master religion for the Arab slave master religion and, and the East African Mahafa. And, and there, there were a whole bunch of East African Mahafa or East Coast Mahafa or the East African slave trade was as numerous, as long-lasting, as awful as the West African Ma'afa. All of these, Islam is white folks' thievery of ancient Egypt. The jihad was based on premises. It had talking points. And I, by Allah's grace, I deconstructed all of those talking points. So what's different now? The jih- any jihad and any hating on Islam from this day forward would be on a totally different basis because the ideological, uh, the uh, quote-unquote factual basis that the ideology was formerly based on, that rug has been pulled out. Those mm. facts have been shown to be non-facts. And so... That's why what you see, what you hear today is so, you know, it's so weak. It's so weak. <laughs> it, it, it lacks force. And so I nobody's listening to that except, you know, bloodlusters, there's a small community of bloodlusters who tune yeah. in on YouTube. They mad, right? They, they got one bone to pick. And really what it is is they're miserable in their life. And this is a convenient scapegoat, right? They can project their life failures. They can justify it with hate on Islam. So let's keep it real. We're not to 2013. We just described the history of this Islamophobia. But 2013 ain't 2006. Islamophobia has taken a severe hit. And we're going to keep banging until um, the community in general look at y'all like, what this clown talking about? You know that Islam is a black thing. Right. And on top, I want to add to that real quick, too. You know, it's like the brother said, they're projecting, you know, those, the bloodlusters, you know, they keep these new jacks alive with, 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 you know, with their applause and cheers because what they're also projecting or, or what they're also afraid of, you know, the word phobia is, is fear. What they're afraid of is giving up their individ, what, what they believe to be individuality. That's the whole thing. And what the, to them individuality or so-called free thinking is the right, it's the ex-generation nonsense. It's the right to do whatever the hell I want to do and I don't have to listen to anybody. You can't check me. That's that's it, and that is the and, and that is the epitome of la- that, that's that's anti-national, that's anti-communal, that's anti-family. You know damn well you don't run your families like that. Hopefully, 
prayerfully you don't allow that type of anarchy to go on in your home. There's law, order, and structure. And that bottom line, that's what it is. It's scared to death of that. Scared to death to be told what to do and to be checked. And they know that Islam demands the restrictive law of Islam, as Donald Elijah Muhammad said, is our success at any time. You know, Islam demands order and structure. And that's just what it does. And that's what everybody's scared of. But like, like the brother said, it's on his, you know, it, it's shaking right now. It's on his last leg right now. Because yes, the condition is so bad amongst our people that their lack of productivity is going to whip them in these directions. Right. Indeed, indeed. Now, what, what I would like you to do, um, because you have repeated it as statements, and for, their, for those that have bought witness to your scholarship, they may have, you know, they may share the same sentiments with you when you say that Islam is an African religion or black man's religion. For the audience members that may have never been exposed to your work, have never read, you know, your studies or what have you, can you very shortly surmise um, and, and make the case in point for that? Yes. Um, I, I say in summary, summary conclusion, Islam is as African as Ifa of Yoruba is African. Now, what the the brief synopsis I'm gonna give, I, I want to be real clear. It's based on four books that I've written on the subject and a slew of academic articles. Why do I say this? Because today, everyone who either agrees or disagrees, but largely disagrees with the position, not only don't even know that I wrote the books and laid out the case, or not only did they not read the books, in which I laid out the case. They don't even know that I wrote them. So oh. those who are, I'm telling you what I know, confessions of a YouTube scholar have come to me. These people don't even know that I wrote the books. And so they're arguing against my case, but not my case. They're arguing with the YouTube characterization of my case. So... The brief synopsis that I'm about to give right now to KTL listeners to disagree with it, to get Black Arabia and the African origin of Islam, who was published in 2009, that was the first effort. But don't stop there. If you stop there, then you do yourself and the case disservice. That was followed by... Bilad al-Sudan, Essays on Islam, Africa, and Afrocentricity. That was followed by Egyptian Sacred Science and Islam, a reappraisal. And that was followed by Religion of the Black God in the Sacred Science in Islam. In these publications, I present overwhelming evidence of documentation of the absolute Africanness of Islam, and, and I'm going to uh, 
explain what I mean by that. But I want to put that out there because you may think that this is a YouTube presentation, that my arguments can be found on YouTube and deconstructed from YouTube. No, you got to get the writings. You got to get the scholarship and deconstruct the scholarship. So what do I mean? By Islam is an African religion. And by Islam being as African a religion as is Esau, I mean this. It's Africans in Arabia who created Islam. It was Africans who had indigenized in Arabia. And the, they established Islam in Arabia. By Arabia, we're talking about the northeastern extremity of Africa. Arabia, or properly Afrabia, is merely Africa east of the Red Sea. That whole land is Africa's, a room and Africa's home that have been appropriated by white folks. And we in the conscious community are also happy to let them keep it. No. <laughs> That is Africa, east of the Red Sea. All of the geomorphic, climatological, ecological, uh, ethnological, and linguistic data demands reintegrating, quote-unquote, Arabia back into the African continental context. Those people over there thousands of years ago founded what would become known in later history as Islam. These African people founded it. And what they founded in Arabia, east of the Red Sea, was a cognate tradition to what was founded west of the Red Sea in the Nile Valley by their cousins, the Kemites, because the Kemites of the Nile Valley west of the Red Sea, and the Semites of Arabia, east of the Red Sea, they are a cognate people, meaning they are two distinct peoples who descend from a common ancestor. That common ancestor originated in the Nile Valley, the so-called Proto-Afro-Asiatic peoples. Some of them, that group migrated down the Nile Valley. Some of them settled in what is today Egypt. Some of them crossed over into the Red Sea. The two peoples brought with them their common culture. They were adapted locally, so there's distinctions, but they are cognate related traditions to African traditions. That's why I said Maya and Islam are two peas of a pod. They are two fruits from the same African tree of spirituality. That's what I mean by Islam is an African religion. The people of the 7th century who re-energized Islam and then spread it from one end of the world to the other, they were black people. They were Black Arabians. A black Arab is an African who had indigenized 
in Arabia. And that's what that community was in the 7th century. They had made some, they tweaked the system that they had inherited from their African Arabian ancestors. They tweaked it and then spread it to the rest of the world, Africans. Now, this Islam was hijacked, was overturned in 750, the 8th century, by a group of whites based in Persia. They overthrew that black dynasty of Islam and replaced it with the white dynasty of Islam, incorrectly called the Abbasids. The Abbasids are from the Banu Abbas, who was a, which was a black Arab tribe. The yes. leaders of the Abbasid dynasty were not black Arabs. They were sons of white women, and they privileged the family of their white mothers, mainly Persians, but also Greek, i.e. Byzantine in that context. And so Islam, yes. after its first hundred years of black power, experience suffered a, by now, 12, 1300 years of white supremacy and anti-black. And so the Islam of the world today is not the Islam of ancient Arabia, it's not the Islam of that original Ummah, that original community. It is the Islam, it is the, uh, similar to the Maya of the Ptolemies. Mm. Nobody mistakes the Maya, the Maya of the Ptolemies for the Maya of the Old Kingdom. Mm. And nobody retrojects the innovations, the Ptolemaic innovations back to Old Kingdom Maya. And no one says reject Maya because of the innovations of the Ptolemies. So I declare that it's illogical to reject Islam because of the innovation of those who hijacked it. Now, we have to be real clear. We've got to bang on this hijacked Islam. And all those who presume to bang on Islam, none of them bang on it as hard or as successfully as I do. Let's keep it real. Like I said to my brother Shaka, I said, brother, you shooting the right bullets, but you're shooting in the wrong direction. You're, That's trying, right. you're shooting at me. You're trying to take me out by friendly fire. How tragic would that be? Banging on this law, banging on this Aryanized Islam is to one degree an obligation. That's right. Because it has been weaponized against black people. It is a white part of the white supremacy power structure. So a any fight against any genuine fight against white supremacy cannot avoid taking on the current Muslim, the current Islamic paradigm. That's right. that again. No fight against white supremacy can avoid taking on the current Islamic paradigm. That's big. That's big. Of course, that's not, you know, that's the brother's area of expertise. That's not my, that's def, I mean, that level of scholarship, you know, can't come out of me at this point. But what I can add to that is, is this. Um, Noble Juvali taught that the origin of Christianity was in Rome. Definitely, our brothers and sisters that practice Christianity, you know, you know, 
their definition of Christianity, if you ask them, they say, well, you know, is the act or the, or the principle of following the example of Jesus the Christ. Well, that may be their definition of Christianity. And if they're following our brother Jesus, if they're following that man, right, truly all is well. We already know, you know, we, we already know what he taught and where he came from. But the problem comes when the others, when others like European, for instance, when you can have a, a play where an Asiatic, when an original man plays Jesus, and you have Europeans all over the country protesting and boycotting and death threats and all this other stuff, and you say, wait a minute. Why would they do such a thing when they know that Jesus was not a European, he was not a pale man? Well, they know it. The answer is that they have a totally different understanding of Christianity. Their Christianity is a sociopolitical tool for their rise in world domination. They're not going to say that. They're just going to do it. Well, what we're saying, and so what you, have, you have a problem here amongst our people where you say Christianity, they're thinking one thing, but it's actually something else, or there's another thing on the scene using the same name. Well, we dare say that that's the same case with Islam today. That is the very same situation where you have, a, right. you have an expression that's prevalent to our people and to the world that's not Islam at all. It's hocus-pocus, you know? Right. And so our people so, are pointing at that. Go ahead, brother. We can argue based on the premise that you're setting up is that all three main religions that we are talking about, whether it be Judaism, whether it be Christianity, or whether it be Islam, all three have been hijacked, whitewashed, and the people have a level of antagonism when these particular uh, religions are spoken about because they can't see it in its proper context because it no longer has its original hue. And once it lost its hue, it lost elements of its soul along with it. So people are now at odds and refusing to hear, you know, anything counter to that particular, um, you know, level of discourse. They're like, man, I just don't want to hear nothing about that. Throw it out, you know. Throw the baby out, stomp the baby out in the bathwater, drown the baby, waterboard the baby. They just don't want to hear it. You know, what do we do in terms of uh, approaching this on a level of academics to bring people back into the fold where they can actually see themselves in a reflecting pool of these three religions collectively. You want me there? Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I'm, yes I can. Everybody's on, okay, I, I didn't, I, I, that broke up. I didn't get all of the questions, brother man. Yeah, what, what I was saying is that if all three of the quote-unquote main religions have been co-opted and whitewashed and our people can't see themselves in the proper context in these particular religions, what can we do as academics to put together some sort of system that bridges all three of them back and brings it back to Africa and puts it in its proper context so now people can see them for what they are. Or is that well, I, time long gone? I did I did say it this way, I mean just to be to keep it really simple, is that what we end up having, you know, religion, honestly, true religion, true religion in the operative sense 
for our people, it's 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 something really really strange because we've been we've been separated from true religion for so long. So, simply put, for me, it's like religion for most of our people, Islam in particular, you know, for our people, and you know, is like a car with no engine. We're actually surprised if it actually goes anywhere. Whereas what it is in truth and what it should be is that we're surprised if it doesn't when we put our foot on the gas. The engine, the engine is the line that unites, let me say it, I want to repeat this, I want to say it and then repeat it. The engine that makes the thing work for us on our behalf is the line that unites divinity with matter. And that, what I mean by that specifically is that Man and Allah are one. That is the start. We cannot separate that one very truth from the very first thing in Islam, which is the Shahada, the declaration of the faith. To say Kuhwalahu Ahad means to say that there is nothing that exists outside of the mind of Allah himself, and that includes man as the crown of his creation. Bottom line. So man or Allah, it, man is Allah in the present or in within his own creation. He is the presence of Allah himself. Yes, Go give ahead. me one second. Let's open up Brother Wesley's line. Hold on from the 678. Peace. Peace. Peace, God. Yes, sir. Peace. Yes, sir. Um, let, me, let me offer this to your question. But first, I want to say this. I, I'm not able to check the chat, but I'm given to understand that sisters are being disrespected by calling being called hoochie in the chat. Mm. Now I have to assume you, you you say you're not seeing that. No, there was um there was an incident with somebody who said something to a sister in the chat, and we actually immediately kicked that person out. And uh, you know that, that everything. That's what's up. That's how it's, it's you know, to be handled. We, hold our we don't tolerate, and we don't stand for that. You know what I mean? We no. hold our audience members to a high standard. This is not, you the know, our chat is not cipher, for us. The conscious cipher needs to must be denigrified. Uh, I'm gonna say this. You know, these religions. See, the problem. It's never religion. Religion should always be part of the solution. But the problem across the board is how is how we do religion, how black people do religion, how we do Islam, how we do Christianity, how we do Ifa, how we do Maya, how we do religion is the fundamental problem. And I'm going to say this. If your religion, if your ideology, if your spirituality doesn't denigrify you, oh, damn your religion. Damn your spirituality. Oh. Anything that we have that we can, can, that we remain a nigger within it, it has no value to black people. If it doesn't, be, if it doesn't have the capacity, to de-niggify her. So, de-niggifying the conscious community is an absolute urgency. Mm. The conscious community is cancerous. 
Right. It's a cesspool. I'm just keep it real. The conscious community is a cesspool with swirling viruses. And oh. it's because everything that we come to the conscious community with, all of our ideologies, it didn't dignify any of us. And so right. we bring all of our niggerisms to the conscious community. So I call it the urgency is to denigrify the conscious community. You call it what? I call it changing clothes without taking a shower. True indeed. Absolutely. That's that is perfect. Perfect analysis. Yes, Regarding your question, uh, for, from an historical standpoint, we we can't throw Judaism, Christianity, and Islam in the same bucket of historical processes. They did not occur the same way. While the argument has been, could, and should, and rightly is made, that ultimately all of them are anchored in Africa. They are not anchored in Africa in the same way. And their ultimate relationship to African tradition is very distinct because of the historical process by which they separated from Africa. So, uh, in the case of Judaism, what people misunderstand is, one, ancient Israel was composed of two primary communities. Ancient Israel of 12th, 11th century BCE. Black Hebrews, the original Hebrews who were indigents from Egypt, and then whites who descended from the case of Armenia in particular. These black Hebrews and these white Armenians coalesced in the area now known as the Levant in Palestine. Mm-hmm. That historical Israel, if you will, is an amalgamation of these two stocks. Now, the black Hebrews as a subset of the Egyptian population, see, the, the reason you find so many, quote-unquote, Egyptianisms within the Torah in particular it's because these were African people, when they left Egypt, they took their traditions with them. Now, they did, when they codified their traditions, they, they adapted what they brought from their homeland to meet their current circumstances. So, the in the case of the Torah in particular, that original Torah, white folks didn't steal that material from Egypt. Those white Armenians did not produce the Torah. The Torah came out of Egypt, or the material that would become the Torah came out of Egypt with those black Hebrews that were a part of the Egyptian, black Egyptian population. Now, all scholars of Judaism recognize 
the gulf between the religion of ancient Israel and the religion called Judaism. The religion called Judaism is religion of the rabbis. Mm -hmm. That is a distinct creation of white rabbis, those Armenians. The religion of Israel, that original, those, those original black tribes, was lost. And we get some of it in the Torah or the Hebrew Bible, but the Hebrew Bible, as we have it, has been victimized by the patriarchs of Judaism, the rabbis, the Masoretic scribes. So the point with Judaism is that what we have is, in essence, a African offshoot of an African tradition, the African tradition being Maya and Islam, and the offshoot originating from these immigrating Egyptians who would become Hebrews, and they brought their traditions with them. But they were, these African traditions were appropriated by white Jews, manipulated, and that's how you have Judaism. Christianity, now, that Jesus was a black Hebrew. Now, Christianity as we know it, Christianity is not an African religion. Jesus was an African Hebrew. And he he was an African Hebrew, learned it in the tradition of the Jews. That's he right. spoke both Aramaic and Greek. He made well. We have we can't say that definitively, but there's evidence suggesting that he may have been conversant in Greek. However, he was conversant with the rabbinic traditions. So he was learned in their traditions but he was an African Hebrew, and he rejected Judaism. That African Hebrew rejected Judaism, which is a white religion. Now, Christianity, the church does not go back to him. The the fact of the matter is Christianity as an ideological and as an ecclesiastical system goes back to King Constantine, right? Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is, see, the difference, even though Arius, who is black, Arius of Egypt, even though his Christology was anchored in, rooted in some African spiritual concepts, they were very much Hellenized, and the Christian doctrine that will develop post-Nicaea, it is whites taking some African concepts, such as the Trinity, right, and divesting them of the African content and investing them in new content. Christianity, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said Christianity is a white man organized religion. 
That is absolutely the case. The white men or men who organize the religion of Christianity, King Constantine, Anathesis, and those counselors that followed. Jesus didn't had nothing to do with any of what is considered Christianity today. So that's very different. With Islam, we have, and nor Jesus never preached what we call Christianity or identified with anything called Christianity. With Islam, we have a situation of black folks creating the systems, naming the systems, spreading the system to the world, and whites injecting themselves in the system mm-hmm. that these blacks created, and they did do what Constantine did. They extracted the African essence out of these Islamic symbols and reinvested in them their own essences. They put a new wine in the old wine glass. And so the Islam of today has the African spirit has been taken out and has been replaced by a very Aryan anti-black spirit. The theological symbols remain the same. The Aryans didn't give the world Allah. Those black Arabs taught them about Allah. But they changed Allah. They divested Allah of his blackness. They divested Allah of his true essence, his Africanness. And they made Allah a white racist, sexist, misogynist. Mm -hmm. So Islam, as it is today, is a black system that was appropriated and divested of its African, say, the, the symbols were appropriated, divested of their African essences, and reinvested with Aryan essences. And that's what we have in the Muslim world today. That's correct. Now I'll I'll say this too, and this this is this is to to you know to Campbell back off of what the brother said. But in this day and time, and this is going to be made even more abundantly clear on the 29th, that real Islam is back on the scene, right on time, and right where it's supposed to pop back up. So Indeed. now this is the clean glass being presented. You know, so the excuses are being taken away from the conscious community. They can no longer, and especially after the 29th, they can no longer say that Islam is bad because what they've seen as Islam, which in fact is not Islam, is bad. They'll know the difference. Indeed. Um, what I want to ask as well in respect to what you're saying about the co-opting of Islam by Europeans, that didn't happen immediately after the Prophet's death? You're saying that no, after several hundred years? years? No, a hundred years of black power. It's the end of the black Islam as a black power dynasty 
was 750, the overthrow of the black Umayyad dynasty. Mm-hmm. It was a black power, not just by, by black power, I mean, not just pro-white, I'm going to say pro-black. It was black power, meaning pro-black and anti-white. The Umayyad dynasty were black Arabians who were very proud in their blackness, and they couldn't stand whiteness. They couldn't stand the white Persians for their whiteness, couldn't stand the white Romans for their whiteness. But the problem and the downfall was they started ever more standing white women. And that was mm-hmm. the downfall of the wow. Mayan dynasty, the slave right. girls from Persia and the Byzantine Empire. That was the downfall that of was the downfall. black power Islam. It was 100 years yes. of Islam as a black power dynasty. In 750, that dynasty was overthrown, and the Abbasid dynasty was ushered in. And from that moment to the collapse of or the overthrow of the Abbasid dynasty in 1258, when the Mongols crushed it, Genghis mm-hmm. Khan and the boys mm-hmm. crushed it, that dynasty, the Abbasid dynasty, failed, but it was only to be replaced by the rise of Turkism. Um, and the Turks would become the dominant factor of Islam from that point to till um, nineteen eleven, when the uh, 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 twenty one, when the Caliphate is right. extinguished. Uh-huh. So it was white from seven fifty. It, it was half white seven fifty uh, till about. 860 or so, and then it, it was just white from that point on. Mm. Right. Mm. Very interesting, brother. <laughs> Very interesting indeed. So the white woman has always been a black man's crack. Oh, by your historical accounts, <laughs> how many times has this happened? That is a historical <laughs> fact. Absolutely. You need a lecture I, 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 on that. Yes, sir. A lecture on that is absolutely necessary because there's so much, there's, there's so much data. Right? Happened to the Moors, yeah. It, it well. can be proven that white, black men, white women was the fall of black civilization time yes. and time again. Again. Yes, fall sir. of black wow. civilization. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And, you know, I can't help but um, comment because I've been traveling around the country, you know, um, and there is a extreme increase, especially while I was at Los Angeles, there is a high reverence for the European women amongst, you know, what one would consider you know, the, 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 men, the men amongst us that they call the alpha males, you know, the ones that other people in the populace are looking up to and taking direction from or what have you. Um, and as I traveled around to the smaller towns, even here on the East Coast, you know, I, I noticed a very large percentage, percentage of amalgamation, what they call the quote-unquote tanning of America. Yeah. Um, where do you see 
see things going in respects to that, and what role does Islam have to play in uh, you know reconnecting or reconstructions of people's cultural identity back into the fold? And let me preference this before I finish that question. You know, let's say somebody's on the outside looking in, practical matters, and they see that there's a collaborative effort with the NOI and Scientology, let's say, and then in essence, in, in the back of their mind, they might quote unquote put their guard down because they're like, oh, okay, you know, we want a big happy family now. You know what I'm saying? Right. I might as well get Sally this this thing that she wants. And that is. That is one of several damnable consequences of what I consider the gross mismanagement on our part of the initiative that the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan started. The fact of the matter is, I can't tell you that that's not possible. I can't tell you that what I see, no, I, I, I see that's not possible. The fact of the matter is I can name some folks who I think are likely candidates for that, right? But, see, but this is the point, see, Islam is the last line of defense. Now, you got to, there are those repping Islam, as the God Sharif said, true Islam. And so let's be real clear. You know Islam when you see and hear it. This ain't the day of this because people come in the name. How many people come in the name of MSTA that you know <laughs> not record MSTA? <laughs> Just because they're carrying the card don't mean that what they say from their lips or the example they're setting is the example of MSTA. So right. let's be real clear. My religion ain't Scientology. I don't rep Scientology. Some do. That's the. I don't rep Scientology. I'll rep Islam. And whenever, see, the problem, though, wasn't actually with Scientology. Right. The problem was and is that we black folks in the nation have the same psychoses that black folks outside the nation have. A psychosis mm. that Dr. Collins beautifully described when he said, you know, we, we hate ourselves so much. You know, if we learn anything from the Buddha, we're going to start squinting our eyes trying to be Chinese. We can't receive anything of value from other people without losing ourselves in those people. 
That's right. right. So the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan introduced to us this particular uh, method that he felt will undo some of the damage done by his helpers. We real clear. It's an internal thing. I, I want to get this out on the table. Right? This in house. Right? He saw a problem that you outside the nation, you don't know nothing about. You didn't suffer under the disease-minded leadership that had come to dominate the market, you are outside doing your thing, right? Those of us in the nation for years suffered under corrupted leadership, and people were really suffering. And the minister knew that his those around him, his helpers, were suffering. Their psychosis was so extreme, and the believers were paying the cost for it. So this man, having that in-house problem that was severe, he made a decision. He got information. He was convinced that a particular technique that happened to be invented by some white folks could be effective in correcting that problem among his helpers in the house and therefore freeing the burden of the believers. This is the context. So you folks outside, see, y'all want to have something to say about it. That's that's all good, but let's keep it real. None of y'all lived under, because y'all were out freely doing your thing. For we in the nation, under the law, trying to live this life of structure and nation building, trying to live a life of righteousness, which means living a life of profound loss. We are the ones that suffered under a group of a body of administrators suffering from severe psychoses. So the minister made a decision introduce this technique to us now because all of us, like you out there, all of us, who so filled with self-hatred and our collective psychoses are such that whatever comes to us from other people, we get caught up in them people. And so, yeah, too many of us have long run past the value of the process of Dianetics to psychosis, and it's about Scientology. And they are deeply invested in that. And the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan said clearly, and most recently, Scientology ain't his religion. Scientology ain't my religion. My Messiah my Christ is not a Ron Hubbard. My Christ 
his most honorable, Elias Muhammad. That doesn't mean that L. Ron Hubbard, L. Ron Hubbard never had anything value to say or nothing that I can't give ears to, but I give ears to a lot of people. None of them are my Messiah. But because we suffer these psychoses collectively, outside the nation, inside the nation, it's just like to be real clear. There's no different in martial arts, right? <laughs> in martial arts. When you get in a martial arts, would you have to adopt Asian culture? Really? Mm. Tell me how that is different from black learning dynamics and adopting the culture of Scientology or blacks mm. being converted to Islam and dressing like Arabs. Mm. We do it across the board. Mm. That's our psychosis because we still lack confidence in self. So whatever we learn from other people, we get caught up in them and being them. Yeah, Wu Tang, right? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> New York. Stand up, New York. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what the brother touched on. You know, I mean, that's in, in the doctrine of the Moorish Science Temple of America. It's like we can't, we, you know, in our questionnaire we say, um, how did the prophet begin uplifting the Moorish Americans? And the answer is by teaching them to be themselves. And then the next question is, what is our religion? Islamism. So, you know, the brother just touched on that powerfully, completely, and eloquently, and very simply put, it's the lack of a national identity. So right. when we don't right. have a national right. identity, now we want to latch on to everybody else's. Yes, well, oh, right. Whatever trend, whatever new trend, yeah, that's what we're going to be. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, let me, we, can I interject? Yes, sir. And, and maybe the answer to my question has already been expounded upon by what you laid out in regards to the mass psychosis amongst leadership. But I will briefly um, share with you some of the sentiments that you hear in conversations, you know, in the street, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, with the family. The like, let's, keep it, let's keep it clear. I'm in the street. I don't know okay. Islam is in church. Right? <laughs> I don't know right. church Islam. Okay. Right. You know, we, and this is, you know what I'm saying, respectful conversations that I have with brothers because there's no need to slant uh, anyone to get a point across. But then, you know, the family, I'll be amongst the family and explaining to them what nationality is, and I'll be explaining to them, you know, what the prophet brought forth. And then immediately, you know, the street drivers start putting one or two together, and they're like, oh, okay, so I understand what you're saying. You know, like Garvey came, and he was talking about, you know, nationhood, and, and then you're saying that Drew Ali established the nation, and then Elijah put it together. You feel me where, you know, he, he, he brought the family together to show people what a nation would actually look like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that nation is under a nation. It's, it's actually called the nation of Islam, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So those particular seeds are being planted, and they like, you know, the next thing we need to see is them just, you know, you know, break ground on the nation. You feel me? Like, they got the numbers, they got the movement, whatever stopped them from coalescing and putting together something where collectively 
they can all participate and practice their culture because maybe the psychosis that you're talking about is that the family is still part of something that's very sick. Right. Oh, absolutely. And that means society. That is, so that when, when we're talking about stages of building, no one ever got closer to that realization than they said you had the numbers, you had the finances because, you know, a lot of it came with an economic plan, you know, and you definitely had You still there? Am I still there? Yeah, I, I hear you. I don't hear them. Right, right, right. He's so long. Yeah, he'll get back to <laughs> Yeah, blues line drop. Hold on. I'm going to bring him oh, back okay. in. Oh, all right, all right. Blue, and they good? don't like when I talk like this. <laughs> so, if we were so close, you know, has there ever been any discussions? And if you don't want to expound upon internal conversations, you know what I'm saying, on an open line, you don't necessarily have to. But if you can share with us, has there ever been any concrete conversations to say, look, we're about to get 400 acres, you know what I'm saying, and, and you know, set our own thing up, start flying this flag and living as a nation for real. At what phase does that get implemented? What are we waiting on? What's stopping us? Well, beloved, that is precisely where we are at, the three-year economic chain, the economic blueprint that the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan initiated. That is precisely what you're talking about. We, are, we have actually opened the bank to purchase the land. That is precisely where mm. we are at. We called the people to Tennessee to solidify this economic blueprint, to officially set it off. We got the account. We, everything is transparent. This money is to buy land because the solution is separation. And separation is a unreachable ideal except there's land. There is no nation without land. So, original God, that is beyond there having been concrete discussions, we rolled out the plan. And we invite every one of your listeners to contribute to the economic blueprint initiated mm. by the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan. Put your money where your mouth where is. Your mouth this is, is about Muslims. What the brother suggested is precisely what the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan initiated and which is a reality. It's not an idea. We're not asking you to help us brainstorm. We got it. It's set up. We're asking you to donate your pennies and nickels and dimes. That's not going to keep Jordan, disallow you from getting your Jordans. All you got to do is the change that accumulates when you buy your splits or when you buy your Coca-Colas or whatever. Contribute <laughs> that to 
an existing economic blueprint with the express purpose and program to purchase land for the express purpose of nation building. We here. So the challenge is on all of you who talk nationhood now. What? The challenge is on all of you who talk nationhood now. Put your money where your mouth is. We're doing this nation thing. It's not about the nation of Islam as a religious organization. It's about the black nation. It's about the original nation, the Morris nation. That's right. That's right. Get on, get on the boat. Add on. Get with the economic blueprint. There we go. We have, we have something very similar um, that, a lot, again, one of the things and that we're going to change out on our side as far as the more science symbol of America is that we're not as vocal. Nowhere near as vocal as we need to be or should be. And a lot of times, and because of that, we cannot blame the public for not knowing the accomplishments of the prophet or present accomplishments based on the teachings. So on our side, again, it's not anything, it's not myth made of the fleeting wind. It's actual fact. We have the Moorish home, one and two, in West Virginia, actual land, with Moorish Americans living on the land, with homes, with businesses. It's right there. You know, I'm not, I mean, again, we don't, we, we haven't been as vocal about a lot of these things, but it's right there for anybody to go to the Moorish, Moorish homestead. We have two of them. It's land, you know, it's real, it's tangible. You can go there, you know, and, and so and it's the same thing, like the brother said. It's, we can talk, people, see, this is one of our problems, too, again, it's the Negro problem. We expect, we expect our heaven to be ready-made for us. That's what we expect. Right, right, we expect right, us right, just to right, walk right, right in, and the crowd is cheering, and the gate's open. But you can understand why, right? Because you just got yes, that sir. slave teaching, and that's how heaven was presented to us. Right. Yes, sir. When you die and go to heaven, then heaven already prepared for you. <laughs> so that, that, that after death heaven, we still expecting that because yeah, the right. real down to earth heaven, you're right, Lord, you got to work, you got to labor. I mean, you got to yes, put sir. on your construction boots, put on a hard hat, that type of labor. That's right. That's right. You got to kick some dirt over. You know you what I mean? You got to put dirt, a brick on man. top of another one. You got to get some calluses on your hands. That's, That's right. right, brother. That's right. That's right. You got to put in that work. Yes, sir. put in that work. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, Brother Sharif. Have... Yes, we're going to go to the callers next. Brother Sharif, I, I wanted to ask you before we yes, um, advance and move forward. Are you familiar with the Summit of the Moors? Um, the brothers down in uh, the brother, uh, Florida. what is his name? Sekou Diallo, am I correct? Yes, correct. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am familiar, brother man. I'm familiar. Um, the brother's doing great work with the, I, I believe it's called the, um, what is it, aquaponics, hydroponics, something like that. Yes. Yes, sir. I'm Urban familiar. geoponics. I'm yes, correct. Y- yes, sir. Yes, sir. I spoke with him over the phone. He, we were, um, we had talked. Um, you know, he was selling, in a sense, you know, you know, you know, for lack of a better way, selling his idea to me. I said, listen, my brother, you came recommended by my brother Ishmael Bay. You ain't got to sell me nothing, brother man. Just let me send me send me what you got. We'll bring you up in the presentation. Peace to the God, Ishmael Bay. 
Yes, sir. Peace to the God. Exactly. I'm yes, just saying, you know, and, and that's what we mean by nationality. And I'm in Rock Squad. Peace to I'm in Rock Squad. And I'm in Rock Squad. That's right. You yes. know, but that's what we mean by nationhood. It, it's, you know, that brother's, I never met the brother in my life. He spoke on the phone. He felt like he had to sell me his situation. I said, you ain't got to sell me nothing, brother, man. Nationality means I want for my brother what I want for myself. And that's right. it. I don't have a choice in the matter. You can't recommend it by my brother. It's a wrap. Let us know when you want to come up and do a presentation to our community up here, and it's done. It's plain and simple. All right. All right. Yes, sir. Indeed. Indeed. The brother has a wonderful initiative set forth. Uh, the Summit of the Malls is going down in January, so we definitely in, attend, intend to attend, you know, for the same thing that we're speaking about, and yes, that sir. is, uh, you know, putting our hands in the dirt and getting this building underway. And hopefully it's an initiative that we can bring forward and share with you know, yourself, Brother Wesley, and the nation as well, you know, in regards Absolutely. to the farming aspect of things and agriculture, because that's the main imperative. And, you know, it will definitely take the main stage next year mm-hmm. once we, we, we can take a fair count as to what has happened with the food and the water supply of this planet. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. You said you were going to go to the call lines, brother? Yes, indeed. We are going to go to callers right now. We're going to go directly to the callers. Uh, our first caller is coming out of the area code 321. Uh, caller from the 321-961. Peace and welcome to No Ledge Radio. Greetings. Caller from the 321-961. Alrighty then. We'll get back to that caller. Let's go to our next caller. Caller from the area code 864-313. Caller from the 864-313. Peace and welcome to Nota Ledge Radio. Peace and hotel, brothers. Hi. How's everybody? Peace, hotel. Peace, peace. peace. Brother, uh, I just wanted to add, brothers. Um, I, I have um I grew up basically in the church and um, you know, I'm I'm thankful for those uh you know, the brothers that you all called out earlier when we think about Dr. John Henry Clark. Uh that that brother was definitely uh a, a great a great great leader to me. Um, definitely imparting a lot of wisdom that definitely encouraged me to seek more more knowledge, um and definitely shot, shedding some light on a lot of on a lot of different situations, but um, even when you had brother uh, Reverend Field Valentine on the other day, and I think um, this is this is just my opinion because I have been uh, caught up inside religious uh, groups myself, brothers, and 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 as you all were talking about, basically uh, working on spiritual cultivation, working on how I can make myself a better person for myself, for my family for my community and um, thus for the world. And um, I, I, I can't help but to see that a lot of times, and, and, and like I said, this is in my opinion, I see where indoctrination and dogma does allow us to kind of be separated. And this is where, from what I understand, and from what I understand was, was intended. And that's all I see now, even when we speak of the conscious community, because you have Brother Sarah Sula said it, you have brothers like Polite. Uh, these are the newcomers. 
Uh, and But at the same time, they have a lot of good things to say, but then they lack a certain level of mastery. Uh, they they don't encourage other things that definitely uh, we should be keying on as a people. Um, and even when your brother says we're speaking about my eye, I know my eye is a, as a very deep law system. Even when we go back to uh, even when we're speaking about Islam, ourself, law, and master, that's basically embodying that law. But one thing I can't help but to see, even when um, Brother Field broke down uh, the, the three-headed gatekeeper, uh, even I'm pretty sure you know about that, Brother Paul, uh, speaking of, of when, when, um, when, when your boy Kanye came out, uh, what was that with the new slave, and he had the little thing on, on Saturday Night Live, Live, and he had the three-headed yeah, dog. Service, okay. right. Uh-huh. Yeah, Celibus, Celibus, uh the three-headed, uh, the three-headed gatekeeper yeah. of hell, and and even uh, I'm thankful to even Brother Phil for for shedding a lot of light uh, on that subject. Was saying that these things were actually, in my opinion, kind of presented to keep us in that divide and conquer mentality, so we could not ever raise up as that law together and start embodying that law and start and start to hold more accountability for ourselves, for our families, for our community. And and, and that's what I'm seeing now uh, is that we you have all kind of people that slip through the crevices without having that accountability. And this is where my art has allowed me to become less of a Negro because, as I stay, stated on this show plenty of times, I am I'm, I'm from the South, brothers, and I'm I'm a, I'm, in, I'm all I have around me is a bunch of ignorance. Um, even with a lot of brothers that are raised up north, you have more of a conscious flow, a more fluent flow of, of mind. Uh, down here, we we're more emotional. We're more we we act more with our bodies. But even with 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 myself raising up to that level of mastery, to see that I I, I definitely embody and embrace that goddess my eye because she was able to allow me to share that space of when even when we're talking about God, more or less than just from the masculine principle, but also from the feminine principle. And um and, and, and like even what Brother Phil said the other day, if we're still looking at God from a one sided view or just from him or just even from sheep, we're still kinda lost even when we say Allah. I thought about it to the other day. That takes me back to Amen. Or takes me back to all law. All law is what allows us to see ourselves, to see who we are. Absolutely. Even, even when you look at the beast. Allah is Amirah. Amirah is Allah, truly. Oh, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, 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 and I think a lot of times us as being religious fanatics, we kind of take these things and we don't see the personification of the actual deities because the reality is that all of these are, are basically myths. That we are, you know, that, that 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 it's us. Even when we talk about Jesus, even when we talk about Maat or Saw, Haru, all of these are us, and uh, we are that. We are that embodiment, and and this is this is definitely my knowledge, and um, I'm thankful for this show tonight, and I would just encourage everybody, just uh, you know, I I want to be more together with with brothers. But I, I just see a lot of ego, even within the Christian community, with inside brothers that are in, inside the conscious community even, because I thought the conscious community was my haven. But then you have a lot of brothers fighting back and forth, and it's a Absolutely. lot of ego. When, when, we go back to my, when we go back to my eye, that's when we go to humility. 
That's when we allow ourselves to humble down and, and, and to know that we are servants for that will of the Lord or the law. You understand? We are that we are that embodiment here on earth and, 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 and the reality is from what I overstand, understand and understand, this path is not made for everyone. Uh there is only gonna be a chosen few. So I think that's what we're going through now, going back to even what Brother Field said the other day. We're going through a diamond refining process, naturally. And that's what we're going through right now. So I, I definitely encourage all you brothers to keep up the good work and, and, and definitely just um, keep encouraging a, a, a young brother like me, man. And, and and I got much love for you all, brothers, and, um, you know, continue and to be You drop much knowledge on us. How Thank young you, you are. You have Thank old you, man brother. wisdom. Peace to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Peace. Hotel, my brother. Peace. Hotel. Peace. Peace, brother. All right, all right. So there's some more callers. Callers, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, one, and we will get to your line. Right. The brother said something significant. The young brother, you know, um, praise Allah for the brother's wisdom. Like he said, he had old wisdom. You know, he was talking about, you know, the a lot of these stories, quote unquote, are myths. You know, and that, you know, the real thing is us. I mean, there's a deep, there's, there's a deep and profound truth and secret truth in what he just said. But the right. power is in the, the the power. The mythos itself has power. We don't want to say, oh, it's just a myth and then just throw it away. The mythos has power because it's timeless. And, right. and, and, and so the power of the mythos is the lesson that it brings. So if you're talking about Ma'at and you're learning about the principles of Ma'at and you understand that it's a principle of humanity, of the original man, then the power is that it, the, 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 the mythos is teaching you how to express it spiritually, physically, physiologically, mentally, emotionally in your everyday life. So you are Ma'at. You know what I mean? Huh. It's not but you don't have to you don't run around saying you're Ma'at. People see it and then they say you're Ma'at. You become the embodiment of Ma'at. You bring Ma'at to earth. You know what I mean? And that's the power of the mythos. So a lot of times we get a little bit of knowledge and we're like, oh well that's a myth and that's that that you know that's plagiarized and that's copied from so and so the beauty of that is that when you see that you're looking for the pattern, so it doesn't so it doesn't dismay me at all that the story of the crucified Savior two thousand years ago, Jesus, is almost an exact copy of sixteen prior ones out of Kenneth. That doesn't surprise. That just validates the supremacy of the pattern itself, and it actually validates the story of Jesus being in the continuum of those of the enlightened. That's what that does. White folks didn't create myths. Africans created mythos. That's right. right. So to reject mythic paradigms is to not understand African spirituality. Mm. Now, now to inappropriately historicize mythic paradigms is an not understand right. African spirituality as well. That's um, right. So we got to guard against both. Yes, sir. Indeed, indeed. 
Let's go to these callers because the hands started shooting up. Caller from the 408. Peace and welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Bless the Lord, Virgin. Greetings. Yes, sir. Greetings. Yes, sir. Yo, man. Um, touching a few topics real quick because there's enough ones out there want to wanna call in and put you in a vibe. Saying So, yes, first sir. thing first, respect to the whole conscious community. Whether you, whether you Islam, whether you're Buddhist, whether you're Chinese. But the great Rastafari King Selassie of Ethiopia and the great mm-hmm. Enoch from Ethiopia wrote so much prophetic things about mm-hmm. Judaism. So, Virgin, I'm not even disagreeing or agreeing, you know, because we are all scholars and we are all learners and teachers. But from my little studies also, you know, King Selassie is the line of the tribe of Judah, correct? Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Everyone will say Ethiopia is the mother of Egypt. So Egypt is a daughter, correct? So mm-hmm. I, I, I listen in because my empress always listen to the item and I respect the item, but I would love the item to touch on the significance of Ethiopia and what she brings and what the Rastafari community also brings to the whole conscious community because speaking of land, right, and having mm-hmm. our own things and we know for a fact that true, true Muslim is African. We know that. Nobody can right, dispute right, that. So they right. cannot ever whitewash that there. The only right. thing we have to do, if we, black people only have a neighborhood, we don't even have a community. We don't even have right. a bank. We don't mm-hmm. even have a library. We, right. we don't even have a watering company, my bridging. So right. we, if we really come together and say, hey, Muslim, Rasta, Wherever it is, we are one. If we come together, this, this, this place Absolutely. is shook. Trust me. Absolutely. Hey, land, land is sure. nothing. Sure. In Florida, in Florida, right. they're buying up all this land and property. The most, um, the Mormon community, the largest property in 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 Florida. I'm sure you know that. And they are they are church. So what's stopping us from coming together? It's like the Bridgeton said, you have someone, ones and ones in the conscious community. You know what they're doing? They're fighting and they're pointing the finger. You cannot right. point your finger and fight. We have to come together. I would love to even learn more of what my brethren is saying because he's saying a lot of things, and I'm sure he will love to learn more about what I am saying. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. My motto, my motto, what I live by, is peace, unity, and power. Without peace, right, you are nothing. And with the Absolutely. peace, you get unity. And if you don't have no unity, that means you never even have peace. And if you have unity, you have power. Peace, unity, and power, the two chambers of life I live by. So, you know what I mean, Bridging, just keep up the good work and just keep it up because, watch, we're going to break through. We can't stop it, but the conscious community has to come together. And if we don't come together, it's a fool's goal. Just dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. And guess what? Guess what? If we don't print no money, Right? If we don't control the medical system for our people, hey, they can put some, they can put in any kind of food. They can infiltrate any restaurant. They could come into the best organic vegan restaurant and poison us out in a month, three days. You know, you know that. Mm-hmm. I know you know this. Mm-hmm. We, we are not safe unless we unite, Bridging. So, my thing is, the conscious community has to come together like that glue. You know what I mean? That like like that. Like he said, all of us is. All of us is peace in the same pot. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. Respect, respect. Right. Maximum love to the bridge in there, man. Yo, keep it up, man. Like I said, my empress is always listening. I'm always in the background doing my research on Ethiopia and Africa 
and and the two guns and I always you know, and today they say you know what I don't call him because I I felt a vibe to say yo if the country is coming to the we we Thank we you. are nothing burning. Somebody like treat the fire burning as the Rasta man would say and blaze it in the class. It's one love, Junior Reed, one blood. So yeah, 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 um, yeah. love and respect. Yes, I respect. Indeed. I appreciate that. You, you said what's the place of the Rasta father? Jah is God. That's right. So so do the math. Jah is God. Right. So there 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 is no conscious cipher without the Rasta right, without Yah. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then what we have, again, is just, you know, we have the same, there's the difference between faith and expression. I mean, and that's addressed in the Quran of, of, of Mecca, Surah 49, verse 13, where it says, Surely we have made you men from a single male and female into nations and tribes that you may know one another and not despise one another. Right. So the, the right. work for us is to be able to see the God within. Right. Regardless of the outward trappings of our brother and our sister or their expression of that God, we have to look past the coat and look at the heart. Uh, um, to add on to the brother, uh, the brother, we have some chosen archives, in particular with the brother Ashwa Kwesi. He did a very excellent um, presentation that's in our Nodalege archives about Ethiopia. We had Spraga Benz on the show talking about the power of um, uh, the Moorish history of Jamaica with the Maroons and Nani and all of them. And um, also what I was building. Raja, Raja Ben. Yeah. Yeah. We got our bedroom um, Raj Ben tying in the, the Enochian stories, yes. Yeah, Brother Raj Ben. That show is in the archives. Raj Ben, Spraga Ben, and Ashra Kwesi. And that's a wealth of knowledge that you'll get, you know, where we dig up. The, the Rastafari in my name, you know what I'm saying? And going back to the Trinity, um, back to, I'm, I'm, I got off topic earlier about the studying that I've been getting into, but to sum it up real quickly, um, I jumped into the whole technology and everything, but that basically came from the research that I was doing on the Trinity that I call the trifecta of modern-day consciousness, and that is Noah Drew Ali, that is Elijah Muhammad, and that is Marcus Mosiah Garvey. If you look at any movement that's popping, any school of thought right now, each one of those movements is heavily and highly influenced by one of the three, if not all three of uh-huh. those. Um, <laughs> and we're speaking about uh-huh. a 190 because Noah Drew Ali manifested and started doing this thing in 1913, and we are in the calendar year of 2013 going into 2014. So these three men, these were all counterparts. They came together, and they are now responsible. I'm talking, you could talk metaphysics. We could talk about the um, RBG movement. We could talk about the NOI, the MSTA, the NGE, the, New, the Nation of Gods and Earth, the um, Hebrew like Israelite, all of the right. movement going into Garvey. So we're talking about a family, a camaraderie. This is the basis of our whole family thing. So woe, woe, woe is to the person who tries to come into the community and pull that apart. You have to look at those people with it because they're, frac- they're fracturing a fragment. And we're coming in and saying that no. To give it to you in layman terms, if you were to, do, if the red lion was to go against the black lion and go against the yellow lion and go against the green lion, 
you'll never be able to form Voltron. The only way that they were able to defeat that beast was when they came together to form that powerful Voltron. But each mm. one of those lines Absolutely. has strengths and weaknesses. So the red line could easily call out the green line and say, well, you don't shoot lasers to the green line because you right. got the blue line to be like, well, you don't do this. So there'll be ongoing debates for thousands of years if you want to pick apart organizations because some of them have strengths and weaknesses. But the cohesion, the cohesion, making that fist, all five fingers come together and make a fist. You can't punch a person with your pinky or with your ring finger. But when five fingers come together, only Sharif only could do that. Only Sharif could do that. But when you bring all of those five fingers with the together, pinky, yeah. Yeah, you bring the five That's fingers fair. together, you make that fist. And our trifecta. Our trinity, our holy trinity is those three brothers right there. And if we look yes, at sir. it like that, then we'll never have any kind of discord. We'll never have any unity. And many of our dreams will come to fruition. And in my humble opinion, that's what this 2014 and all going into 2020 is going to represent. We are going to usher in the renaissance. We're going to repeat what we saw in the 20s renaissance in the 2020 renaissance and this oncoming renaissance that we see but it it, it really has to be about us all coming together I have I like I said I have a twin brother family you feel uh-huh. me split from the egg inside the womb together you understand split from it mean, we identical now fraternal one egg split apart totally different from each other <laughs> yes sir completely different from each other, have so many different things about each other, but you know how we made it work? His strengths, my weaknesses, we learn how to we learn how to fuse the two together. That's why we're able to do this show. Mm, that's in peace. peace. That's what's up. In a unity. So we're 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 an example of how two people who have differences will never focus on the differences because I have so much that I have that I that is that is more than is alike. I have more in common with similarities, him, right? And I have, yeah, he's right. I'm left handed, he's right handed. We could do a debate about that. We could argue about that. That's what's up. Sometimes I'm right introverted, sometimes I'm extroverted. I'm right brain, left brain. So it doesn't matter at the end of the day because I know right. that, you know, two arms form the body. Right. You know, let's get out of that illusion. There's no separation in this community. Nobody's different. We all put our pants on the same leg. You know what right. I mean? Absolutely. And I always use this thing. When we go out and party, if I pulled up in the car and I'm, I'm in a Range Rover and it's pulled up and we go into the club, you wouldn't step in the car and be like, yo, which one of y'all is a Muslim? Who's Hebrew in here? I ain't right. getting in the car. <laughs> yo, right. take a leg. You understand? Wow. You, you get into the car, we're going downtown and having a fun time. So if that wouldn't right. stop us, then everything else is malarkey. Right. Also, too, I want to add this, too. See, you know, the men that are, you know, that uh, the new jacks that, that that Brother Wesley mentioned that, you know, in the college community speaking and, you know, doing their thing with lectures, you know, and, you know, in this respect with regards to the 29th, ourselves included, you know, myself, Brother Wesley, you know, the people that are speaking or wanting to speak or whatever, there's a blessing in that. 
But we're talking about men. We're talking about men like the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Nasrallah uh, Muhammad, um, Marcus Garvey, Prophet Noble Diwali. We're talking about men that weren't just speakers. We're talking about men right. that organized, and that's what we need. We, you know, right. you know, when we speak, you know, we make the call, and we can clear the way. You know, for people to understand and and to see the clear footprints of our masters that walk towards success. And we see the clear footsteps and we just follow their lead. And mathematically speaking, we get exactly what the, we get the result that they achieve. But these people were organizers. And that's the gritty work. Right. See, that's the things that people don't really want to do. It's easy to get on YouTube. It's ridiculously easy to get on YouTube. Right. Nowadays, you know, and just say whatever the hell you want to say or whatever, even if what you're saying is beneficial. But it's something altogether different to have the influence of a good leader where people follow the lead and then gain mutual benefit as a result. That's not easy, you know. And so that's, that's the work right there. The work is not, is not, not, not shooting our mouths off. I mean, that's a part of it. But the real work is being able to organize and mobilize people for one common cause. That's social equality. You know what I mean? And that's not easy, but that's the part that people don't want to talk about because it requires they give up a piece of their individuality they said they submit a little bit, you know what I mean? And that's the antithesis of the Negro mindset, you know, and that's just what it is. Sure, indeed. Yes, sir. Indeed, brother, indeed. And I, I, get, I, I, I just want to quickly interject because we've been touching on that topic for the last four or five shows, and people have been wiggling out of it, but we continuously need to put the question out, pose the question, family, can a nigga and a god occupy the same body at the same time or is that you know in itself are they going to cancel one another out you have to ask yourself that you know what i'm saying you know oh oh, absolutely not god is 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 what nigga does the mutually exclusive god is what god does nigga is what nigga does a nigga and is we, white America's a nigga is white supremacy's invention. Yes. It's Thank you. God is self created. That's what nigga is white supremacy made. <laughs> yes. Um, callers, we're gonna need you to call in. We have three minutes left on the live feed. Uh, the number mm-hmm. is three four seven six three seven twenty one thirty five. I'm gonna repeat that. 637, I mean 347, 637, 2135. We will continue the conversation after the live feed is cut off. Um, well, but brother, I, well, I'm going to have to drop off shortly because I'm still recuperating. Also, too, I got to be in New York in a few hours. So I'm going to get off in a few minutes as well. So I'm, I'm going to see you all, inshallah. I'll see you all in a few hours, you we're gonna take about, can we take about two more calls and then we're going to call it the night? Absolutely. Yeah, two and two. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Can you give the brothers and sisters your contacts, both brothers, and also let them know about the lecture on the 29th, you know, um, in Harlem and whatnot, and where they can go to purchase tickets? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I get my information, then I pitch it to the guy so Reese can give his and the information about. Uh, Next weekend's event. So folks can get at me at 
www.drwesleymohammedtech.com. That's D-R, Wesley, W-E-S-L-E-Y, Muhammad, M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D.com. On Facebook, Wesley Muhammad, Twitter, Wesley Muhammad, Instagram, and YouTube, Wesley Muhammad. With me, um, you can reach me at sharifabay.info. That's S-H-A-R-I-F-A-B-E-Y dot info. Facebook, same thing, Sharif A. Bay. Um, Twitter, Sharif A. Bay. YouTube, a little different. Well, actually, YouTube is um, Sharif Bay as well. You can find me there. Um, the, sh- the, the event on the 29th entitled The Sun Rises in the West, Defending Our Asiatic and Black American Islam, a powerful two-part presentation. Islam, the Religion of the Black God, by renowned Allah team Islamic scholar Dr. Wesley Muhammad, and True Islam, the Jewel of the Secret Societies, um, from Ali's men, myself, for the Sharif and I obey. That's Sunday, December 29th, 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Doors open at 3 p.m. And we got start. some surprises for you. Oh, yes, sir. I'm put that out there. We got some surprises yes, for you. Got some surprises. That's right. That's right. If um, I buy your tickets in advance, people on Eventbrite, go to eventbrite.com and type in Allah Team Ali's Men Team Up. Allah Team Ali's Men Team Up to get your tickets online. They're $20 there as opposed to 30 at the door. Get them in advance. And that's at the National Black Theater, 2031 Fifth Avenue, Harlem, New York. 2031 Fifth Avenue, Harlem, New York. That's the 29th again. Doors open at 3, and we get it popping at 3.30. You know, that's so there's going to be a lot of time, a lot of time for question and answer, some powerful things, and the brothers, like the brother said, we got some surprises for you. Yes, indeed. indeed. Yes, indeed. Looking forward to that. No way to close out the year, brothers, you know what I'm saying, and usher in at a... Uh, 2014. Yes, sir. Right. And let's stress it. With all of the blood lessening debates, the year is closing out, not with battle scholarship, but collaborative scholarship. Yes, sir. Exactly. That's how the year is closing out, with collaborative scholarship, collaborative. not battle right. scholarship. The best and because the new year is being ushered in with collaborative scholarship. We yes, are going to, we need to mark the end of battle scholarship. <laughs> it ain't right. serve, it's serving nobody but our enemies. That's right. That's right. I'm going to pose that question on Facebook right now. That's right. Yeah. Which brings life and which brings death, or which 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 or which perpetuates the continual death? Right. Indeed. Indeed. And you know, ultimately, the power is in the people's hands at the end of the day, because you know, I'm 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 out there, so I had a conversation, and the justification for many uh, activities and behaviors is just what the people want. We gotta feed the people. You know, that's what the people, that's, that's what they're showing up for. But see, the people, the people are pork eaters, right? Our people eat pork, right? And it's killing them. So because the people want pork, are we supposed to peddle pork to our people? Thank you, brother. Because we're pork consumers? No, sir. No, sir. Exactly. 
No, sir. Exactly. See, that's the blind leading the blind. If you're that's wise, right. then you lead your people. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Prophet Noble Drell, said, if I can get you to think, you can save yourselves. What does that presume? It presumes that if the Negro could think, there would be no need for the prophet and no need for the honor of Elijah Muhammad. So we have to right. teach our people how to think. This is the bottom right. line. Right. When okay. we know how to think properly, we'll choose the clean glass over the dirty glass. No doubt. Let's go to these calls real quick, brother. We have a caller from the 216-392. Caller from the 216-392. Peace. Welcome to Notre Ledge. Call the phone 216. All right. Go to the next caller. Caller from the 708-422. Caller from the 708-422. Peace. Welcome to Notre Ledge. Yes, peace to you too. This is Dr. Blair. How are you? Well, Blair. Peace. Yeah, I was listening wow. to the show. I wasn't going to call in because it was. I just wanted to learn, see where you guys were in consciousness. But since you're about to sign off, I am doing a presentation here at our center tomorrow, which is on mates, twin souls, and soulmates. And that is behind this search seemingly now for uh, love, happiness, and sex as we're meeting up with family members that we disagree with and love, and then others are not, but everybody's trying to be happy, giving gifts and so on like that. But behind it all is this idea that the incarnate species now is what they call these ancient souls that are here. And they're recognizing each other and they're searching for each other, which is one of the things that gets into homosexuality and the rest of it. So I just wanted to say I'd like to give a number. If anybody's interested in joining us tomorrow, that number is 708 702-6685. Four two two six six eight five. That's seven zero eight four two two six six eight five. It will take you there. We'll tell you about our website. And if you wish to join in that conversation, I'd surely appreciate it. And as usual, my brothers on knowledge, I, sometimes I don't say anything, but I listen and I try to keep up, even though I may be an ancient warrior. I still can fight. <laughs> so, yes, sir. Thanks best very one. much on that, that one again. And I appreciate you having your show. And may you forever keep Nola Lodge on the uh, on the air. Okay. Praise the Lord. Thank yes, you. Sir. Honest to have you in the audience. Thank you yeah. so much. It's my Definitely. privilege and my privilege. Indeed, brother. All right. Let's take this last call. We got a caller from the three zero one three eight nine. Peace and welcome to Nola Lodge Radio. Yo, no, peace. Is that me? Yes. Yes, it is. Peace. Oh, word, Welcome word, word. This brother Sebek calling from Germany, no doubt. Uh, ah, I appreciate. I got three oh. things. Yo, I got three things. Uh, I appreciate uh, Wesley Muhammad dropping that info on the Hebrew information because uh, there's a lot of Hebrew Israelites over here. I'm not one. I'm, I'm, I'm on. I'm on the comedic information, but. Uh, uh, like I said, there's a lot of Hebrew Israelites over here, uh, so uh, the information uh, definitely uh, was uh, some information put me on that. And uh, the, the second thing was, uh, uh, I think blue pill, red pill, y'all was dropping some information on that, uh, like the, the division, you know, in the communities and whatnot. Like, you know, if we could all come together on a on common cause, you know what I mean, basically to really you know, combine every unit, you know what I mean, that that actually, 
definitely will bring us together, especially behind, you know, these concepts of agriculture, you know what I mean? Because agriculture, you know, pretty much that's what we're living off. We're really living off, like, the dollar's illusion, so we're really living off that, um, you know, in, in that perspective and what have you. So, and I, and that's one way that I actually look to the, the actual Nation of Islam, like I see what they do with agriculture and what have you with Medina Farms and whatnot. So they really actually had the concept down, so to speak. And yes, actually, they do. I, I'm originally from Louisiana, and my people uh, down there, uh, you know, they're pretty much like my family. They were raised on the land, like they were raised agriculture, ba- agricultural based, and what have you. So uh, I think. That definitely was, you know, you know, something that we can like build on and what have you. And I want to get with one of y'all, uh, red pill, blue pill, um, because I'm looking at actually flying over for uh, some of the Moors and whatnot. Yes. And I have some concepts that I, I want to uh, present to y'all, um, you know, offline or where, whatever you, uh, what have you, that we can get together and really, uh, you know. Uh, just cut this, you know, just this, uh, yeah. this politics, you know what I'm saying? Do you need my email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I contacted you a couple of months ago, um, because my homeboy, he's in South Carolina, and he was doing the, uh, he was doing a, um, comic book convention with, uh, hip hop, combining hip hop and comics and what have you, so, uh, I, but yeah, if I could get your email or phone number or something like that. Yeah. Are you ready? Tell it you yeah. right now. All right, it's P Morpheus at Gmail. I'm gonna spell it for you. It's P M O O R P H E U S P H what? P H E U S. Okay. At Gmail. All right. Okay. All right. So shoot me a correspondence and we'll connect. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. All right, All right. bro. No doubt. Peace. 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 All right. Well, we're going to let that be the last call. I know you brothers have business to attend to, and um, we have to prepare for the uh, the weekend as well. And I just want to say definitely honors, you know what I'm saying, and respect to our guests. With I know respect is mutual. Absolutely. I shared with us, you know what I'm saying, you know, I, I feel lighter already, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, and I lifted some weight off my shoulders with this information. So, you know, I feel like this is just the beginning. You know, let's, let's, let's continue to... Uh, Let's continue to build. Let's continue to connect. Let's continue to form Voltron. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Voltron it is. A lot of things. It's upcoming year. So on this one. Absolutely. I appreciate the guys. I'm going to sign off. Peace to the Allahs. Yes, sir. Peace to the guys. Peace. 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 All right. Doubt. All right, brother Sharif. Okay, that brother signed off as well. Brother Re- uh, brother Blue, you got anything you want to lead the people with? 
Ocean14Corp.com. Products still in the building. Sogo Water, Seven Heaven, like I said. We're on the scene. We will be in the building for these upcoming events here in the Tri-State area, as well as I'll be hitting the road very quick doing this East Coast excursion, January, Summit of the Moors, all right? And um, we'll definitely be having that show coming up very shortly as well, KTL Empowerment, all right, jointhepills.com. Again, family, we, we do have Remedy available. We're offering these programs. Go online and check them out, see if anything resonates with you. If it doesn't, we still have more programs coming, all right? And um, check us out next Tuesday. We'll be back in the building. should be very exciting. We have some very special guests coming forward, all right? And with that said, I definitely want to say peace. Thank you for attending tonight's monumental episode. I'm very grateful for the information that was shared here tonight as well. Gave me a lot more clarity on the situation, but I look forward to building more than anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm excited for this next cycle that's coming forward because this is when all of the talking has to stop and we really start putting it up. You know what I'm saying? We really start doing what needs to be done, effective change. So that's exciting. Power Pieces, mypowerpieces.com. We still have a sale taking place over there. Like I said, I have an entire new product line um, pertaining to the jewelry. I won't be putting up those links until after this weekend because I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm working. So, all yeah. right. No doubt, family. Kingscounty.bigcartel.com. Yeah. And, 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 and as always, yes. New Shout out to our loved ones that um, make this possible as well. Can't leave them out. <laughs> all right. Shout out to everybody, the the, the ones behind the scenes that make everything possible. We opened up the show with that uh, side rock. We're going to close out with the sister. You know what I mean? Let the goddess close it out. And we will see you on Tuesday, same back time, same back channel. For the family, I'll see y'all in New York on Sunday. You know what I mean? There's strength in numbers, so I expect to see a sea of feathers as well as the rest of my brothers and sisters. Hotep Islam, Shalom, Peace. I've been hard at work since I was a tender age of 14. 14 silver hairs adorn my head to tell my story. Survival is in my veins. Bloodline of Virginia slaves. Inherited calluses, acting crevices of my hands. Do for some reparations, boy. No acres, no mules. I want freedom of speech to voice. My sorrows and my blues. I'm not trying to prove how difficult my review is. I just want to see how you moonwalk inside my shoes there. I can't be an artist if the fans dictate my content. I cannot be flawed if I am God of human conflict. So I'm between the rock and the hardest place I've encountered. And honestly, I'm a coward cause I'm afraid of discomfort This rap career is all I dream All we am and all I seem All my rent is due each month and all my sins go on my name I wanna say everything you use All of my efforts to prove All of my heckle is wrong with one record The only thing holding me back is fear because I let it The only thing holding me back is fear because I let it Let it, let it, let it I'm gonna make my family
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.